Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ahoy, hoy! I am Gary YouTube from Cultaholic Wrestling, joined, as always, by yet another Gary YouTube, and we're here to do some more Gary YouTubing, this time in the form of a tier list ranking malarkey thing, where we're going to go through all of the brand new WWE Raw roster. Gary, how are you doing this fine Wednesday morning? I'm swell. I'm, I'm fantastic. This is going out in like a couple of weeks, right? So hopefully nothing drastic happens on Raw over the next four... I mean, nothing drastic's happened on Raw over the last, like, month and a half or so, so... But they do right. like doing this weird thing where people can rock up and it's the wildcard rule, but it's not the wildcard rule. But here we are with the... We just had the, the draft a couple of weeks ago. This is the Raw roster, according to Wikipedia, because I don't know if you found this in this line of work, Adam, but WWE are awful at keeping their own website up to date, so I thought, screw them. Wikipedia is the answer. It's madness, isn't it? I was looking at the Raw roster as well, just making sure that I... I know enough about everyone on there and one of the names that's that's still on the raw roster is jason jordan on there he's, he's not been around for what oh, donkey's years years anyway gotta keep the hope alive somehow oh he yeah. comes back jason yeah jordan. me too yeah, but anyway sure. just in case you haven't been here before we're going to put these things in several tiers i've got two laptops on the go here and i'm as thick as pig's muck so this might be too much for my brain to compute but we have the best lovely 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 all right just about bearable and get in the bin and we might as well... St- oh, the intro. Sam does an intro, doesn't he? Sam, hit the intro, will you? <laughs> so we're kicking things off with AJ Styles, who was, of course, the team captain for Team Raw at Survivor Series. I think he's unbeaten since he moved to Monday Night Raw back from SmackDown after he moved to SmackDown from Raw because of not getting along with Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman was responsible for the club getting released or whatever that story was back in the spring. It's a long time ago, but when I say AJ Styles, what you say? I, I mean, he's immediately in the best. Yes, he is. <laughs> of, of course he is. And uh, he, he doesn't really need to do anything. I like It would be very difficult to move AJ down uh, in future years as well. If you updated this next year, like it, it, regard, unless he gets injured or something, he's always going to be in the best because he's AJ Styles. The thing about Styles is he can be anywhere on the card and he will help elevate that scene. Like He's in the WWE title picture at the moment. He's going to help elevate that. He'll give Drew a big win, hopefully. Um, uh, and he's been in the, the mid-card scene as well and he elevated that. He's just, well, he's just AJ Styles. 
I've just realised I didn't explain the parameters we're working with in this tier ranking. We're going to mm. we're going to rank them all based on what they've done in 2020. Both, I guess, an amalgamation of like the kayfabe success and just how we feel about their 2020 as fans watching them. How, how yeah. much they've entertained us. So, AJ so obviously, Stan- yeah, he's not been on Raw for that long. No, um, but he he did great work on SmackDown this year for sure. Yeah, and of course he had the the, the two week trophy in Saudi Arabia earlier this year. <laughs> which was, that was this a, year that was this year Adam where the Undertaker just sort of ransacked the entire thing came in and just screwed him the Boneyard match at Wrestlemania then we had sort of great matches he had on Smackdown with the Intercontinental title I think it was like Grand Metalik he had a great match with and stuff like that so the, the highlights have been plentiful plentiful is that a word Adam what the hell am I yeah, talking about yeah, plentiful I, I, and, and again like you, you put him in the ring with a, you know Grand Metalik for example and uh, Grand Metalik was made to feel more impo- important even though he lost the match it doesn't matter he had a good showing with AJ Styles and there's nobody really better for that role maybe Daniel Bryan you could ar- argue is, is sort of um performing in that role as well at the moment just elevating other people but because of his history in in wrestling and everybody just knows it's AJ it's AJ. But now we're moving on to Seamus. And when I say Seamus, what is coming to your mind straight away? Lobster head. Lobster head. That is 10 years out of date. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the start of the year, I forgot about this happening completely. Seamus returned from big injury, and his first few was against Shorty G. They had a big one. Uh, uh, oh, I, I was about to say they had a big match at the Royal Rumble. They had a Pre-show, match wasn't it? at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, a big, big match. And everybody thought Shorty G was going to overcome the giant. And then, you know, obviously, he'd had the he'd had the name change, and it was all going to be on the up for him. And then Sheamus just battered him time and time again. Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm a really big fan of Sheamus, and I I don't know if I could I could make an argument for putting him in the best, but he's he's one of my favourite WWE superstars. He's really, criminally really underrated. He is. You... He's just a he's a safe pair of hands. He's super solid in the ring, uh, and he just he, he knows what he's doing again to elevate people when necessary, but still gets enough wi- enough wins for him to feel like a legitimate threat. So I, I'm a big fan, but I don't know if I can argue to put him in the best based on 2020. So I think probably Lovely, Lovely, Lovely would be my recommendation. I would agree with that as well, because while it was painful, so painful at the very start, he was involved in that entire Jeff Hardy um, thing on SmackDown with the urine getting <laughs> pissed thrown urine. in his face. <laughs> yeah. Getting the, the urine thrown in his face. Uh, they had a fun barroom brawl. I really enjoyed the barroom brawl where Jeff Hardy turned into a... Uh, Undertaker like mystical figure he produced powers where he could make his face change on command and stuff like that I thought that was fun he's had big sort of meat slapping matches with Riddle on Monday Night Raw recently obviously the stuff with Big E on Smackdown as well I think he's had much like him just like he goes under the radar doesn't he but when you look back he's, he's done a lot He's class, and you, you talk about that that Big E stuff as well. That made Big E obviously, who is who is in line for a big singles push. That made Big E feel like such a big deal because it was a brutal match when they they were going backstage and the spot on the car. It was it was really like it was one of the best sort of was it? It must have been false count anyway, wasn't it? it was the, the thing? Something like it, that, yeah, it, yeah, and it it just it did. It did wonders for Big E, and Sheamus deserves all the props in the world for that. I just want to see him in the world title picture again. You can imagine him and Drew, especially where they're mates, going at it and having a, an absolute barn burner. Because that's one thing, I guess you could say that's a real standout match for Sheamus in recent years, and obviously he did great stuff with Cesaro as well. But he could do with a really big, big match. And I think the stuff, with if they do him and Drew, that could that could be a big deal. 
I'm really enjoying their little their little chemistry on Monday Night Raw because in WWE they do like to make it clear he's a heel, he's a babyface. Maybe apart from Roman Reigns over the past few years, but we have a, a proper bona fide heel in Sheamus and a babyface in Drew. They're getting along, and that never happens. And it's a nice little nice little change from the norm. Layers, right? Yeah, um, and of course Sheamus orchestrated the hit and run because we know Elias as we were sat here in December now. The suspect, he had red hair and a red beard. I don't know what Elias is smoking, but we know that for a fact. And it was Seamus. Uh, but moving on now, we have Akira Tozawa. And if okay. we sat here in January, and just maybe we're doing a pitches video for 2020, stuff we want to see in WWE. And if one of us sat there and said we wanted to see Akira Tozawa rock up on a motorbike with a gaggle of ninjas, one of which is eight foot tall, <laughs> I think we would have been sucked. Because that would have been too far, far too outside the box. But there he was. Whatever event, was it Backlash? When he rocked up with the gaggle of ninjas on the motorbikes interfering in the Street Profits versus Viking Raiders? I, I, I think remember. it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what he did. Um, and his entire year has been sort of just embroiled in the 24-7 title, which I think is a... Like, I, I love Akira Tozawa. I think he's hilarious. And he's obviously Yeah, he's hilarious. And he's a fantastic wrestler as well. He is, he's a great wrestler for sure. I, I, I think he's good at what he does. Um, but I actually sort of think it's the right spot on the card for him and I'll get some flack for that um, I, I think I think maybe his strongest work is yeah he's good at he's good at the comedy stuff but I I, uh, I sound like Vince McMahon here I was about to say he's too small to be taken seriously and that should that shouldn't be the and I know that's bollocks I know that's bollocks we don't need to name all the smaller wrestlers who have gone on to do brilliant things and win world titles and all that but actually I don't think Akira has he's not he's not on the same level as like a, a Kofi or a Daniel Bryan or something like that I can't ever see him getting any higher I, I think this is a perfect spot on the card for him I do find him entertaining I also I struggle to invest in him as a character I struggle to care about him but I'm never bored when he's on the street on the screen either yeah yeah, he did have some good matches this year, to be fair. It was in the Cruiserweight title tournament in NXT. He had a couple of wins there, but then lost to Phantasma, who, of course, was the uh, eventual winner, I think. Um, he got trodden on by the gobbledygooker as well, which, of course, is, it must be a career highlight for him. But Akira Tozawa is a weird one to sort of put in this tier-ranking thing because he is always entertain entertaining, but it is always the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's the twenty four seven title picture as as a whole, isn't it? Just it's just such a wasted opportunity. They could do so much with that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the good thing about his stuff on TV is it's kept generally short. He's 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 a constant. He's on he's on Raw pretty much every week. Um, and it's it's sort of it, 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 the segments involving Akira they serve as a bit of a palate cleanser don't they quite often a 24-7 segment will come following something quite big quite serious you get a little bit of fun and yeah he performs well in that role but he's not good enough for lovely 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 I think he's just alright isn't he yeah but I guess that's a bit of the booking I guess yeah hampering him weighing him down but then we're moving on to a really weird one to sort of put in this tier ranking malarkey thing we have Andrade right okay well, I, I love Andrade. I, I really, really, I, I thought he was going to be world champion in the next couple of years, and that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So solid in the ring. His offense looks brutal, looks legit. When, he, when he's wrestling, I can't take my eyes off the screen. But it's not been a great year for him, let's face it. No, it started off with the stuff with Humberto Carrillo, where they did the DDTs on the floor, which I guess was... For, well, for Andrade's case anyway, taking one of them was to write him off TV because of the wellness suspension he got. He returned mm. at Super Showdown on the two-way trophy, but he lost to R-Truth. 
Um, yeah. Remember that yeah. when our truth was beating everybody? And then we had all the stuff with Angel Garza because, of course, Garza was brought up to replace Andrade when he was off with his suspension, I think it was, uh, with Selena Vega as his manager. So then they sort of teamed up and then they feuded with the Street Profits for just about the entire year, it felt like. It felt like 10 years, Adam, to be honest with you, watching Raw every single week. Then they became the trio with Austin Theory, remember, who yep. was on the WrestleMania card, which I still can't believe a thing that happened this year. He was, yeah. They basically ran Monday Night Raw for a, a long time at the, at the start of the lockdown era, the performance center era, if you want. Um, and then we sort of get to where we are today. They've split up with Gaza and he's just gone missing. He's just at I, home with Charlotte. I feel like he's been a bit outshone by Gaza is the problem. I think Gaza has shown um, a lot more charisma and personality than Andrade has. And that's not taking anything away from Andrade because he is he is still really fun to watch. And you've got to give him props as well for, especially during the, the start of the lockdown era, there were a few people that were wrestling every week who were just putting on really, really great matches in front of nobody with no like, no piped in audio or anything. It's really hard work. And his, his matches were always really good. Asuka springs to mind there as well. People who sort of held it together for WWE. So I, I don't think it's fair to put him in in all right. But also, as I say, he's not had a great 2020. So maybe the bottom end of lovely, 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 or maybe the top end of all right. All I think, right and... I've just remembered something as well. He was United States champion for a very long time and he feuded with Apollo Crews. And maybe that's why I couldn't remember it off the top of my head there when I was going through his, his highlights of the year. Um, I think the top of all right, because as you say, Angel Garza is just more of a character and outshot him. Because that's the, that's the major jawbrack with Andrade. Fantastic wrestler, but as a sort of character, he doesn't sort of like enthrall you does he? he doesn't like he doesn't draw you in he doesn't get you really sort of like it's just like wow he's a fantastic wrestler he's a sexy man um, but that's about it, isn't it? He he did in NXT, though, but I would argue that Zelina maybe held that yeah. together for him because obviously he doesn't speak great English. He's improving. And maybe in a couple of years' time, we'll be talking about him in a completely different light and all bigging up the bloody Andrade promos that he's cutting. But right now, he's not quite there. And without Zelina, yeah, it's it's. I feel, I feel for him because he is really bloody good. Yeah. But next up, we're going up to, to Peyton Royce. And the main headline for this year is WWE... First of all, not giving the Iconics a real shot with the titles. They had the titles, but they didn't do anything with them. The cut, the comedic segments we could have had with the Iconics, with their unrivaled chemistry, you can't sort of manufacture that sort of chemistry. It didn't happen for whatever reason. Then they split them up, and now they're trying to do a sort of Iconics knockoff, I guess, with uh, Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. And you're just watching it thinking, why are you doing Fine. this when you didn't give the Iconics themselves a proper shot? Um, but Peyton Royce is a year, uh, the, a few impressive outings with, uh, I think it was Survivor Series, maybe the highlight, where the stuff that she did with Bailey was like mm-hmm. impressive. Really good, um, really good. But we've, she, we've, sorry, go on. She needs somebody to to take the lead in matches, that's for sure, because she's not quite there yet. She's she's not green by any means or anything, but she's not the strongest in the in the ring. And so she does need a decent opponent to make her matches work, I would say. Um but like she's it just feels like they've taken so much character away from her. Like the iconics were just brilliant on screen together and like even the even like the WWE.com exclusive or the YouTube exclusive stuff that she did with Billy um, was so entertaining and they gave it their all. And you're right, you can't manufacture that chemistry. And that comes from their history together and their friendship. And now they've just, yeah, popped her in with Lacey Evans. Why, why bother? Why I, I don't get it. But as for Peyton, big things on the horizon, you, you've got to assume, with the breakup and Vince apparently is in love with her, so is, is going <laughs> to... 
is going to push her, sees more potential. But Billy is outshining her over on SmackDown with the portfolio, the CV stuff. Um, but it's, it's she's just at the top of all right again, I'd say. I'd say bearable, Adam. For what, really? she's, done, what she's done this year, you just look at the, the big feuds. I think we had one with uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss at the start of the year. The Riot Squad for a bit. Then we've just she got they got split up and then she's had a couple of matches on Raw. She was involved with Survivor Series, but that's it really. She's not really been given a fair chance. No, she hasn't, which is really surprising because we all thought that's the exact reason that the, they they were getting split up. No, I, I'll 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 go with you on that for sure. I think that there are still sort of decent moments that they had together, but then again, I'm talking about them together. It was the beginning of the year when she was good, and now she's just she's there. Yeah. I think that's that's the sort of that's the the, the, the harshities, if you want, if they're ranking these things with um, just their 2020 in mind. I guess not looking at them just as wrestlers, just looking at how they're booked and putting it all in one. Just a lot of these people are going to be hampered by what they've been allowed to do on TV, which is it's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Why did they hamper them all so much? So much. Agreed. Agreed. Angel Garza. Great. Um, lovely, lovely, lovely. Without a doubt, he's. Um, I, I, I find sometimes the like a lot of people are very quick to compare him to Eddie Guerrero, and I see the similarities, but I think sometimes that can be a bit of a bit of a lazy comparison. Um, in that Angel, like he shows so much personality, and he's like he's, he's just solid in the ring. I think he's like a total package, and may, maybe that you know that's where the comparisons come with with Eddie is the charisma and the wrestling ability, um, and and all that stuff. But he's I think he's had a really strong 2020. He feel, uh, to me he feels like a star already, even though he's not risen up the ranks and he's he's nowhere near the main event scene or anything like that. He still feels like a superstar. Yeah, I would miss him if he was gone a lot. Yeah, how do you feel about him stealing the girl of your dream stick? Uh, well, it's it's. I, I guess the, the the copyright on that has expired, hasn't it? It was ten, <laughs> ten years ago, but I don't know. Maybe I'll send him a cease and desist. Because he is on Raw every single week, looking across the world for this girl of his dreams with the rose in his mouth. But as we said, if we're going to put Andrade in, all right, Angel Garza proved beyond any shadow of any doubt. I think he is a step above Andrade just because he has that character that Andrade doesn't have. Um, and I, yeah, the, the work in in the ring speaks for itself. So I just think we need to move on, Adam, because we're going to be here long enough as it is. Next up, we have Shayna Baszler. What you said on Shayna? Yeah, I, I think again she's wasted in the tag division. It, yeah. I, 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 and I'm not just going to go, oh, Nia's holding her back or anything like that. But also, Nia's holding her back. Because <laughs> Shane is so good. And the, the, it, we, I feel like we're going to be repeating ourselves a lot in the main roster booking is criminal. And she was class in NXT. But, but she was class in NXT. It wasn't at the start. Because remember the elimination chamber? I think she eliminated all the people in there by herself and then yep. she got the, the WrestleMania I know you can look at the, the stuff with the blood cap, uh, capsule on Raw when she bit Becky on the back of the neck however it was and that looked goofy goofy is out But I enjoyed rest- it did you? I thought yeah, I genuinely did. I, I don't think... Maybe she wasn't the right character to be doing it, this woman who can just make you tap out like that and now all of a sudden she's biting. But as a visual, I quite quite liked it. Yeah, but up till WrestleMania and then the, the shock loss because I think we all had it sort of sewn up that Shane is just going to win. Yeah. Becky's had the belt for a long time. We need a new sort of 
maybe not maybe a new figurehead, but one a new major star in the women's division. It's got to be Shayna Baszler. But no, we lost at Wrestle. Well, we uh, Team Shayna. <laughs> no, we, we did, no, we lost as fans as well. <laughs> Wait until we get to Charlotte talking about Rhea Ripley. Jesus. Um, yeah, she lost at WrestleMania. Then it sort of all went downhill. We had the stuff with Sarah Logan where she sort of broke Sarah Logan's arm. I think it was yeah. in story before Sarah Logan was unfortunately released. The silly little feud with Natalia where Natalia was sort of challenging her to submission matches on Monday Night Raw and expecting that would end well. And then we had the little feud with sort of Nia which turned into the tag team sort of shades of the bar from a few years ago. And now we've got the women's tag team reign and bullying Lana. That's where we are today. It's a weird one because it started off so promisingly and then after WrestleMania which is sort of taking the nosedive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I again, I th- I think she's she's really wasted and it's it's harmed her and it perhaps won't harm her in the long term, but she's she's no spring chicken either. I want to say she's 39 years old. She's approaching 40 for sure. Um and I want to see her doing stuff as a single star now because you got to you got to wonder how long she's going to be in WWE for. Mm. So I hope I'm could... wrong there. I hope she's around for a long time. Do we look up top it's it's either top of all right or bottom a lovely just because of the start of the year how how many times have we seen someone really come on the scene like that and just decimate everybody it's a it's a real rarity in wwe so i think it's it's got to be in that sort of second or third tier she's she's more than all right she is more than all right still not at the moment not right now she's all right at the moment maybe just about bearable in the tag division but she had a, a strong start blood capsule aside if you didn't like that she had a strong start to the year so I think you've got to give credit where it's due and maybe put her at the bottom of lovely 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 yeah I'll go there so next up we're moving on to Wrestlemania main eventer the big show <laughs> remember that we had the stuff I where do. It Brock, counts. And, Brock and Drew went out the ring and then all of a sudden the big show appears and then we had a dark Wrestlemania main event which was then aired on Monday Night oh, Raw. Raw why they didn't just put it on Raw <laughs> To just have it have it be on Raw. Why don't, I don't it's on Wikipedia, it. isn't it, as the main event, right, of <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania? Because it took place at WrestleMania, despite yeah. the fact that it was in the same place. Yeah, but, uh, what, uh, uh, the, the big show, right? Uh, what How else has he done? Adam, he popped up with the Randy Orton stuff and the Drew and beat up Randy after getting attacked. Uh, he's just he, he's not around enough to really comment. He's just all right. I don't I don't get excited when I see him. There were other people that were involved in that Randy Drew stuff. Christian, for example, I get excited about seeing. But Big Show plodding out there is is not entertaining to me. How many haste, uh, face and heel turns, sorry, has Big Show had in 2020? Three. So, at the start of the year, he turned face because he teamed with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe to defeat Rollins and the AOP. He then returned at WrestleMania as a heel Heel. against Daddy Drew. He then turned face again in the whole Street Profits and Viking Raiders thing against Tazama's Gaggle of Ninjas. And then I guess he remained face in the sort of the, the Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton stuff. And then he turned heel, of course, with the entire Big Show show stuff on Netflix. One of the worst things I've ever seen. But Big Show's done more than you might expect here in the year 2020. But still, it's a weird one to sort of put in in this tier ranking thing. Is it bearable? It was. It's fine. It's the Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> it's bearable. Yeah, it's, it is bearable. And I like like giants in wrestling. I've always just sort of been drawn to, even back in the day, like Giant Gonzalez as a, as a kid. You can look back on it now and think, gee, look at those, you know, painted on muscles and all that. But there's something about a literal giant, which is just so impressive. Like Jordan at the moment on on, on Raw. It, it's, it's just like... I, I, 
I can't believe he, like he's he's there. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. something that's still just like, oh, wow, that is unbelievable. How can anyone beat him? But I guess where Big Show's been around for forever, and he's a bit of a knacker now. The 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 <laughs> put him in all right. Put him in all right. In all right, no. we're, we're putting Peyton Royce in bearable. We can't put Big Show any higher than that. Surely, put, put him in bearable then. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> So now we're moving on to Nikki Cross, who was uh, in the midst of her tag team run with Alexa Bliss for much of the year right at the start. She won the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania from the Kabuki Warriors with Alexa Bliss, of course. They then feuded with Bailey and Sasha Banks, where Nikki lost title matches against Bailey for the SmackDown title. A um, little bit of dissension with Alexa Bliss involved in that sort of feud with Bailey, where Bailey was sort of driving them apart. And now we find ourselves on Monday Night Raw, where Nikki Cross has completely lost what she was. When Alexa Bliss turned around a few weeks ago with the contact, she only had contact lenses in her eyes and Nikki Cross, the crazy and deranged Nikki Cross that we all thought that she was, she was no longer because she was scared and now she comes out to a, a theme that surely belongs to Lacey Evans. It's all sort of southern and twangy and rocky and this, that and the other. Lost. How, can, is... how could they not get her? I, I don't mm. understand it. Like, wasted opportunity with Sanity and her not being involved. And... Um... And then, like she's she had a good start to the year, and the title matches with Bailey. I don't think they built her up enough for those because no. I, I I just feel like they actually, obviously, even in loss, a world title match should help any wrestler challenging for that title. I don't think it helped her at all because nobody ever bought her as a viable um, threat to, to Bailey. Everybody just knew she was. She was probably gonna gonna lose there, so I don't think that helped her at all. I ended up enjoying the the work with her and and Alexa when they were teaming together. I still think it's a shame that Mickey uh, Mickey Nikki wasn't um, maniacal and crazy and all that. Uh, she was just a bit goofy sometimes, I guess. Um, but the the, the on screen chemistry that they had, and you could tell they they were having a lot of fun doing it, made it enjoyable to watch for me. But it's not the Nikki that I want to see and I don't I, and they especially don't get her apparently on, on, on Monday Night Raw at the moment so I, I think she's alright yeah I think alright it's a shame the, the place to go because I thought that out of the tag team champions maybe her and Alexa are one, of, are one of the better ones I guess not obviously not obviously the best ones the best ones Sasha and Bailey, but um, yeah alright I think it's, the third Kabuki Warriors second yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I, I agree I think they were fun together um, but it, it appears that it's it feels like it's all over for Nikki now, doesn't it? Yeah, with the, they've humanised her too much. Well, I like that sort of juxtaposition between her and Alexa Bliss, but I think they've, they've lost what she was completely now, and it's it's a, it's a shame. But now we're moving yep. on to Bobby Lashley, who is the current United States champion, who started off this year with Lana as his wife. Uh, she was sharing all of their sexual exploits on international broadcast television. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. We started out uh, feuding with Rusev, which was... It was it, it was what it was. Any I wish we could one? forget about the first <laughs> part of the year with Bobby because right now Bobby Lashley is the best that he's ever been in WWE. In WWE, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah like TNA, he was he was obviously a, a great character. But right now, with MVP as the mouthpiece, the Hurt Business are on fire. I think they're one of the best things every single week on on Monday Night Raw. I just think they're 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 so good. And Bobby Lashley is an integral part of that. Just playing the muscle to perfection. And people have talked about their desire to see uh, Brock versus Bobby for a long time. And I never really got it because I didn't think that 
Um, in WWE, I don't think WWE built him up well enough for it. Like, I get the links to MMA, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. But it, it just did, didn't tempt me. Now is the time to do that. If, if Brock were to come back tomorrow, I don't want to see him in the world title picture. I don't really want to see him challenge for the US title either because that feels a bit below him. But let's, let's pretend that Bobby doesn't have that belt. They're the two that I want to see wrestle. Just big men slapping meat, isn't it, Adam? That's what people yeah. want to see. Um, but obviously, we get to WrestleMania this year. He had that match with Alistair Black, which was completely pointless and belonged yes, it was. on Raw. Not not yes. a pay-per-view, not even WrestleMania. Um, the split from Lana happened, where Lana was sort of interfering in his matches and costing him matches. Lana and MVP competing for Bobby's fair hand. What a lovely storyline that was. Uh, Backlash, we had the match versus McIntyre, but of course he lost because of Lana. Then we had the stuff with Apollo Crews, and then we get into the Hurt Business and where we find ourselves today with the match against Sami Zayn at Survivor Series. Um, It's it's turned around his year, because I love the Hurt Business as well, but the the first year, it was a long-standing issue with Bobby Lashley for me was just caring. He's obviously very impressive. He obviously looks like like a god. Um, and the stuff he can do is impressive, but it's just the charisma's just like not there, is it? That's why he needs MVP. Now he's, now he's, he's surrounded by now. charisma. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it works. So where well, are we going? Cause ca- ca- charisma and Cedric Alexander as well. Um, oh no! Uh, yeah, uh, I would say. Oh man, you've got to take the beginning of the year, most of the year into account. Had the had the hurt business been established in January, he'd yeah. be top end of lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely for me. Ah, oh, I can't put him in. In all right, I I I I want to make a case for lovely, lovely, lovely. Should we put up him in lovely? Go on, bottom of lovely, 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 because he's class at the moment. That's just, I guess, he's above Andrade, Kira Tozawa, Nikki Cross. A step yeah. above them, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so moving on to Braun Strowman, who yeah. started the year as a babyface, and he had that big win, his first singles title in WWE, the Intercontinental title, which he won at the end of January from Shinsuke Nakamura. He then lost the Intercontinental <laughs> title in a 3-1 handicap match at Elimination Chamber, which, of yep. course, was won by Sami Zayn. Then we had the, the, the stuff with Roman Reigns, obviously doing the right thing for him and his family, dropping out of WrestleMania and the match against Goldberg. So Braun filled that void and then won the Universal title. And, I mean... And the void continued. The void, yeah. It it wasn't interesting. They had to pick somebody. (laughs) He's one of the worst world champions uh, in recent memory over the last few years for sure he was just boring I just found everything boring Braun is best when he's just tipping stuff over and smashing stuff up and just being mental and he's like the raw underground stuff as well Jesus Christ he just feels completely lost in the shuffle it shouldn't be difficult to book Braun it's not difficult to book Braun I just said it there just having trash everything all the time and it's really fun to watch great Mm. thumbnails too Um, but uh, I I would say just about barrel I wouldn't even put him in all right this has been a bad 2020 despite the fact that he's held a, a world title this year his biggest accolade it's still been a bad 2020 for Braun as a character I'm just going to run through the rest of the highlights just to see if I can change your mind yeah obviously coming out of Wrestlemania with the stuff with uh, money in the bank with the normal Bray Wyatt not the Fiend he retained there with the stuff with the mask and whatnot. then he Crap. defeated Miz and Morrison in the handicap match at Backlash then we had the swamp mm. fight where he was drowned and murdered Didn't then he like returned it. bald at SummerSlam to uh, to face Wyatt again at SummerSlam, obviously. Um, then we had the Raw Underground stuff. He lost the world title. He, he, he Survivor Series happened. Now he's Ross, injured. this isn't it's, helping. It's, it's, Put it's him bearable. in the bin already. It's, <laughs> it's the, none of this is good. Bin or bearable? No, no bearable. bearable. Put him in bearable. I was going to say, bearable's fine, I think. So yeah. now we're moving on to The Fiend or Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to say here. He lost the Universal title at Super Showdown. That was this year, Adam, to mm-hmm. Goldberg. An old man was the first person to defeat 
the supernatural, fantastic character that was the Fiend that sort of lost what he was. Then things sort of took a, an upturn because we had WrestleMania and the Firefly Funhouse match against John Cena, which I thought was fantastic. Then we had the Braun Strowman feud, which I've just gone through there. Then he attacked Alexa Bliss on a, an episode of SmackDown, I think it would have been. Then he lost a payback. He lost the title to where, because Strowman took the pinfall to Reigns. That's how Reigns has got the title. Then he attacked mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and started getting his claws into Alexa Bliss. And then we've had the sort of Alexa Bliss's transformation as the Fiend sort of taking control of her soul on Monday Night Raw. And now he's been stalking Randy Orton for a bit. It looks like they're going to have a match at TLC. That is the yep. Fiend's year, Bray Wyatt's year, in a shortened form. It's a mixed year, isn't it? I think it's fair to say. Um, I'm enjoying what they're doing now with Alexa because I think both of those, their their strongest um, attributes is their character work. Bray's always been a brilliant character. Alexa, and a lot of people don't like her in the fact that she's held so many titles. Um, But I, I I think it's unfair to say that Alexa isn't a good character. She's always been a very, very strong character. Better as a heel, for sure, but she's always been a strong character. So I'm enjoying that. The Goldberg stuff just sucks, doesn't it? It sucks yeah. to talk about. It. But that's on Goldberg and Vince, but mostly Goldberg. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... I'd say lovely, 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 because I still enjoy seeing him on TV. I think we see probably a little bit too much of him on TV. But I still... He's still a, 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 a great supernatural character. One of the best ever, and he's only been around for a few years as The Fiend, so... Yeah, the, the the Goldberg. I can't. I still can't believe that Old Man Goldberg was the first person to to beat the Fiend, which is the best character they've produced in many many years. Um, but the, it's amazing say, how quickly they bollocked it up. Yeah, just they they really did better than we ever thought they could in in the speed of the <laughs> the execution of the the rubbish. Uh, yeah, where would you put him? I think Lovely Lovely's a bit too high because you look at the okay. highlights. You look at the highlights. WrestleMania was a highlight. That's your lot. The stuff with uh, Alexa. The stuff with Alexa's been good, but it's sort of been a slow burner. And, and the stuff on this week's Raw. Well, uh, when is this going out, Adam? I'm, we're sat here on the second of December, the thirtieth of November Raw. Yeah, the thirtieth yeah. of November Raw, where they sort of passed Alexa Bliss back and forward him and Randy Orton. That was just confusing to me. I, I, I didn't really get what they were trying to do there. So it's it's weird because the yeah the highlights have been fleeting this year for the Fiend. The, the true proper highlights. Oh man, that's it, it. Just feels so weird to put. The Fiend in all right. Yeah, because the Firefly Funhouse is still good, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, it's still... It's still I, I, I still get a little bit excited when he's on the telly, so... A <laughs> little bit excited. But, yeah, just a little, not sexually. And speaking, just, about, uh, speaking about a little bit excited, Adam, we're going on to, uh, to Cedric Alexander, who was mm. in the first part of the air in a tag team with Ricochet that was apparently called the Two Fly Crew. Is that right? The Two Fly Crew. <laughs> no, I've heard that. <laughs> and then we get to the Hurt Business and that's just about it for Cedric Alexander he did some stuff for the 24-7 title obviously but then we had the, I guess much of his yeah his, was the feud with Ricochet and Apollo Crews and himself and Ali I guess as well taking on the Hurt Business before he eventually turned and then went to the Hurt Business and then became the uh, another charisma vacuum there as well um, yeah. but to be fair recently He's been sort of turning... Again, it was the 30th of November Raw, just in case people want to date this sort of thing. He sort of started turning on the Hurt Business, looking mm-hmm. like he was getting a bit too big for his boots. Charlton and uh, MVP in the ring were very confused at what he was doing. He was sort of going, yes, I've won a match. Here I am. I'm Cedric Alexander. And he just walked out the ring and celebrated by himself. So I guess by the time this comes out, maybe we'll have left the Hurt Business and God knows what happens then. Way too early to be doing he, that, isn't he needs, it? He, need, he needs the Hurt Business, I think, because so he far... Does. He's been in WWE since 2016. 
And while he's again, he's a fantastic wrestler, but in terms of a character and something to get really invested in, it's not there. People have been in the past. Oddly enough, I was watching the um, the introduction of the two hundred and five live roster when that uh, when that show debuted, and they they went through the the roster like a panning shot across, and you had like some some decent names in there, like uh, a few names that people probably weren't too familiar with, like um, who was in there? There was Gulak, there was Mustafa Ali, the Brian Kendrick, all there. Cedric got the biggest pop by a mile, like huge. People can invest in him, and he's a very light likable guy and I think he's a he's a decent enough baby face but there's there's always been just something missing in WWE yeah. where and it's ca- it's character again so he needs the hurt business so but if by the time this is this has gone out and apologies that we are recording this ahead of time we're getting our Christmas content done um if he has le- left the hurt business he's going to get well and truly lost in the shuffle yeah so like where are we going for his 2020 because the hurt he's just he's He's not the main attraction of the Hurt Business. He's just sort of there in the Hurt Business at the minute. Um, So bearable? Yeah. I don't know why I went so high-pitched. Based on everything else that he's done this year, yeah, bearable is is fair. I was just saying Asuka goes in the best. Yeah, of course we are. She was the star (laughs) of the performance centre right at the start, I thought, every single week. While she didn't wrestle a whole lot, she did appear every single week and she carried segments by herself with her pro those weird yep. promos and whatnot and just being silly with Michael Cole and whatever Yeah, when she's been on commentary, and... just great. She's just she's brilliant at everything. A really, really touching moment when when Becky left to uh prepare for the birth of her child. Um it was a wonderful moment there. And Asuka's just she she just works wonder whoever she's with like the Kabuki Warriors. Sometimes I felt like as much as I enjoy the Kabuki Warriors, they're a really good team. I always sort of wanted to see Kyrie and Asuka in singles competition, but that just speaks volumes about how good they are. They were they were still good together. Um, I I think she's had a decent year, and you're right in saying that. Yeah, she she held it together at the beginning of the lockdown um, with all the stuff that she was doing, and there were there were occasions where she like she did she did wrestle quite a lot. She was re- I seem to remember she wrestled twice in one night. Uh, on a on a raw earlier this year as well. I think she's uh yeah, she's in the best. Of course she is. Yeah. Deb, can you remember that she feuded with Becky Lynch at the start of the year at the yep. Royal Rumble? I completely forgot that happened. Where mm-hmm. she lost, of course, and then we had the stuff. The tag team titles, which then she dropped at WrestleMania. Then she won one in the bank. Then she was given the raw title by Becky. Well, she won the raw title, let's say. She's not given it by Becky. Um then we had the stuff with Nia Jax and then SummerSlam came along and she was feuding with Boss and Banks, and then we get through that. And the utter bollocks that was Kyrie Sane's departure from WWE where Kyrie, Kyrie, the professional wrestler, was getting beaten up backstage and Asuka lost her title because Stephanie McMahon put silly stipulations on a match and because Asuka got counted out, helping Kyrie, Sasha Banks, won the title. Remember all that? That was convoluted bollocks. Doesn't help anyone. <laughs> no. Stupid. Um, and now we get to sort of today, she defeated Zelina Vega at Clash of Champions, which is again another match I completely forgot that happened. And then we, she's Lana's sort of guardian angel now on Raw. And she's still, some people, I see some people in, in my mentions saying that she's probably lost her, lost her luster as the year has gone along. But I still think she's very entertaining at whatever she does. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And now we get on to maybe what is going to be the most disputed point of this entire tier ranking thing. We have Dabakato. Mmm. David Cater, who, who was the star of Monday Night Raw and also the star of the main event on Netflix, which is a WWE theme, a theme, mm. a WWE movie on Netflix where he plays the leading heel and he is sensational. I forget what his name was in the movie, <laughs> um, but me and Tom watched it. It's on the podcast feed. Um, David Cater, Adam. 
Right. Well, yeah. The the all I can really think about is the stuff with Braun. He's not been on. on he, he might have been on TV by the time this goes out again, but he's not really been on TV for the last few weeks. I mean, he's visually impressive. He hasn't had a strong year. He, he, like Braun was his first loss on Raw Underground, but I just want to forget about Raw Underground altogether, really. And I know that's not in the spirit of the video, but ah, oh, God, he's just he's just a. a a bin. He's a big lad, and that's that's it. He's he's all right. He's a, he's a bin man. No, you can't go that far. Dabakato. Look at it. No, you're right. What's yeah. he done? What's he done? We can't done... put we can't put Peyton Royce and Braun Strowman and just about bearable and have Dabakato above them. It's a shame because had <laughs> the the stuff that he'd been doing on Raw Underground been in the ring, we might be talking about it a little bit differently. But where Raw Underground was so bad, it. You don't want to give credit where it is perhaps due. Yeah, put him in the bin. Why not? Yeah. What? Who is he? Who is he? Exactly. Who is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would say that watching. in his face. <laughs> um, so now we're moving on to Naomi, who's had a, a year ravaged by injury. She returned yeah. at the Royal Rumble early this day, this year. She uh, lasted 22 minutes before she got eliminated by Shayna Baszler. She then competed at WrestleMania and a Super Showdown as well, by the way, against Bailey. Uh, she competed at WrestleMania for the SmackDown title, which, of course, she didn't win. And then that's really been it. She was drafted to Raw while she's been recovering from some sort of surgery. Fantastic wrestler. Really yep. underrated, really underutilised. Um, the stuff she does in the ring is amazing. Yep. But if we're, we're basing this just off her 2020, I guess we've got to... It's not really her fault because she's been injured, but... Just about bearable. Bearable? I don't think... We're, it's, it's weird, though. When you were talking about, like, the uh, the SmackDown women's title there, I'd forgotten about that match at WrestleMania. Five-way, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing how how much Banks and Bailey have elevated um, the both women's title scene, actually, yeah. but especially SmackDown. Um, yeah, it's not Naomi's fault, but, yeah, it's just, it's just a bad year for her. It, it, it's not indicative of how good she actually is the fact that she's going unbearable there because she is brilliant and she again i i think she's i think she's money i really do i i think if you uh if you if you push her right um she could she could really draw i think she's she, she just stands out she's really unique isn't she in both yeah. her sort of presentation and her wrestling style stuff she does in the ring is amazing yeah but moving yeah, on sure. we have uh, we have drew gulak now who mm. I saw his first big thing of the year was the the sort of interactions with Daniel Bryan, which was a feud that then turned into a partnership, which then bled into WrestleMania because uh, Gulak won a match that allowed Bryan to challenge Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. Gulak himself lost on the kickoff show to WrestleMania, which again is a match I completely forgot that happened. It was <laughs> decent as well. I seem it to remember was, it was yeah. right. Yeah. Um, he had a fantastic, ma- he had fantastic matches. Well, was it just one or was it two with uh, AJ Styles on SmackDown, sort of heading into the summer, that sort of time. I can't remember how many it was. They were they were feuding for a little bit with Brian in the mix as well. Yeah, They're like and but the, the problem there is that should have elevated him, and I guess it did very very temporarily. And then they put him in the twenty four seven title scene, and you've just lost that. You've lost. I, I don't want to talk about momentum because it's a, such a WWE thing, but you you have you've just put an end to that momentum. He was on the up, and then he's now dicking about dressed as a turkey. Yeah, it's it's weird because he, he's such a charismatic guy. You look at the PowerPoint presentation yeah. stuff from Two or Five Live, and he's got he, he's got that thing. Just that he's got he gets the humor of professional wrestling. He just gets it, but they never use him. And I don't know if it's just that maybe it's a tire, maybe it's his style that maybe Vince McMahon doesn't think it'll appeal little, to the sort of. He's got a little, little Willie. 
No, no, a bit short, a bit short. A bit short, all right. Bit, bit, bit short. No, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you're, you're right. When you say he gets this, the, the humour of professional wrestling, you're completely right. He doesn't get the humour of WWE, which is why he's dressed as a turkey now. They have they, humor. they don't get him, yeah, <laughs> because they're so bad at comedy um, that they, they don't, because there's a... There's a certain uh, level of intellect to Drew Gulak's comedy. The stuff that he was doing on 205 Live, very, very funny, but it's not Vince McMahon fart humour, is it? And that's why <laughs> no. they haven't got him. Isn't it crazy to think as well that he was he, he, he let his contract run down at the, in May, I think it was, and then got re-signed? Remember all that where he left the money. company, then all of a sudden on Twitter, he was like, uh, WWE was saying, uh, here we have Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's trainer, they wouldn't mention him by name, the utter petty bastards. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, well, but, good for him. I, I hope he got a lot of cash. But may, maybe the reason that he's booked in the 24-7 division now and is just getting rolled up every other week is because they feel like maybe he pulled their pants down a bit. They got a bit more money for him, and now they're, they're punishing him. They've got him on the books. That's all they want. They want all the wrestlers ever on the yeah. books so they don't go elsewhere, and now he's there. Bearable or all right? I think that's the conversation we're having here. Mm, the the early stuff on, on SmackDown with AJ and Brian was... was Decent and is right. enough for let's all go right. Yeah, let's go all right. right. Bottom all right. Yeah. A step above the people unbearable, I think, in terms of what he's done this year. And then we're just we're going to put Daddy Drew McIntyre into the best here because yep. I don't know what else we need to say there. Then we have Elias who was murdered at the start of the year when he was pushed off the platform thing inside the performance center by King Corbin. They mm. then had a really pointless match at WrestleMania, which nobody was invested in. Then Elias was um, had an attempted murder done to him for a second time when he was hit by a man inside of a car, a man who, of course, had a red beard and had red hair and definitely wasn't Jeff Hardy. Um, he released some songs that sort of topped some inconsequential charts on iTunes. <laughs> and now we have the... The feud with Jeff Hardy, which ended on the most recent road to the one where sat here with the, the Symphony of Destruction matchup, um, which was fine. But Elias is an idiot. That's what he I've is. learned this year. He's just he's, a real... He's a moron, and he's yeah. ignoring the evidence. And it's not being a heel, it's being a stupid heel. And I hate stupid heels. Same. Um, I, I don't mind if they're... If if they're motivated by something else, but when they're just ignoring the obvious, it just makes them look like fools and... Mm. I just I can't invest in them as bad guys. Um, it's a weird one because he's a really uh, he could be a really strong character, and he's one of the few that's done better on the main roster than he has NXT for sure. I don't care about his matches. I internally groan when he comes on my screen now, and I got a lot of flack for, <laughs> for slagging him off in a video once. Um, but I just I don't care. It's personal preference. Shut up. Uh, I just I. I don't care. I don't care. He, at least he's a heel again now. He was a pretty crap baby yeah. face, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, are you putting him in the bin? Be bearable. Bearable. Yeah. He has. Has he done some good stuff? No. <laughs> he had a good match with Rollins, but it was a long time ago. Should we put him in the bin? Yeah, but, stick him in the bin. Go on, yeah, because then you take a bit of the blame as well. Then you, the heat's on you as well as me. Oh, we'll put him in the I've not enjoyed anything he's done this year. I, no, his song's me. all right, the Amen song. That's, I that's hear good right. things. Yeah, I hear yeah. good things. And he's, I guess he's good for WWE because he's he's penetrating the mainstream. Uh, but I don't care about that. So yeah, but just that, put him in the bin, yeah, go on. Just the obvious plot hole in that whole Jeff Hardy thing. It's like, you're just wrong, pal. Just get in the yeah. ah, deserve to Sicko. be in the bin. And then we're going on to there, the Viking Raiders, who started off this year by losing the Raw Tag Team titles to Rollins and Murphy 
That seems a hell of a long time ago. Then we had the entire Where Better Than You feud with the Street Profits oh. where they did basketball, they did uh, golf, bowling, a decathlon, axe throwing. It was all hilarious because all the women fancied Ivar and Eric wasn't as attractive or something. <laughs> Eric, I quite uh, like that, actually. If, had that been any other tag team and a tag team that I didn't want to take seriously and just, I, I want to see the Viking Raiders beat people up, obviously. That's yeah. what they should be doing. They shouldn't be doing silly stuff like that. It really, it took something away from them. But actually, the oh, they actually fancy that one I thought it was quite fun Maybe I thought I'm an idiot. WWE, do it. I, I like the idea because this was at the start of the, the sort of performance centre era and they were looking just to because that was the major drawback is the fact with no fans and the same sort of stationary shot everything looked the same so they take this feud outside and try something different I quite like the concept but the execution yeah. And what they were actually doing was a bit painful at times. The, the wrong team to be doing it. Just do it with a, a like a, a different babyface team. It, yeah. it, and it's, it's not like saying that their performances were bad because they did the best that they could with the material that they were given. But you look at their work in NXT and on the indies and they were a real threat. You would not want to mess with those lads. And now they're a little bit silly. Well, the Vikings, aren't they? It's, they're just men in costumes to Vince McMahon. It's not a way of life like that. How the... Eric actually lives his life or whatever that, that thing is. Um, but Ivar developed uh, magical powers as well with uh, the turkey legs. Remember that? He could just summon them and then just go, boom, and oh, they yeah. into his hands. Why was that a thing? That's a big character development this year. I've got no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's really strong, that. Put him in the best. Uh, no, I think uh, they're all right. All right, I think all right, yeah. yeah. Again, it's hampered by the book and they're obviously hell- capable of a hell of a lot more. We saw this in WCPW, Adam. When we had we them sure did, when time. I booked them, yeah. Yeah, when we paid for them um, yep. with our own money. Um, but Graham Atalik and Lynn said, Gerardo. Oh, I couldn't give a toss, put them in the bin. Yeah. No, they're brilliant. They're really, they're, they're really good wrestlers. Again, never really been given a reason to care. The only reason that they could not be in the bin was Graham Metalik's match with AJ Styles. That's the only thing oh, I can yeah. think of. That, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. But that, that's it. Lynn said, Gerardo's done nothing. No, uh, he's never, never done anything. And again, great, great wrestlers, but it's it's not enough, is it? Everybody's a great wrestler now, except Nia Jax. And <laughs> there's, it's it's just not enough. I want to be drawn to the person that's on my screen, and I never have. When when they get the odd bloody like tag team title shot, I just I, I don't want to watch it. I'd rather not watch it than watch it. Yeah, it's, it it's, seems like it's, a waste it's that of time. boring to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd say put. Put Lindsay in the bin and Metalik one step above him. Or are they together on your thing? They're in the same picture, Adam, so that, that's impossible. Stick him in the bin then. <laughs> the bin, Put him in the bin. The, the, the one redeeming feature from this year, obviously the Lucha House Party sort of split up, but not really. Kalisto's on SmackDown, these two are on Raw, but they continue to do nothing. And I, they are good wrestlers, but I don't care yeah. about them. Uh, Humberto Carrillo. Oh, man. I, it's this this same point, isn't it? A very good wrestler. Never ever cared. Even like, it looked like he was showing a bit of intensity in the feud with Seth. I was like, oh man, look, he's got he's got some bollocks all of a sudden. He's gonna do. It just doesn't work. I, I I don't know what it is about him. I think it's his stupid little baby face. He's, he's too. The he's face too. Of I can't take him seriously. He's too nice, isn't he? Just to look at. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's, there's old Humberto with his big chunky cheeks and his, his dimples <laughs> and that. I say, oh, he's, he's just he's there, and I'm sure he's having a whale of a time, and I wish him the best. But uh, stick him on two hundred five live. I would put him in the best just because of the way he hits the ropes. The way he hits the oh, ropes yeah. is like well, he goes the other way around, doesn't he? Like yeah, everyone yeah. goes that way, but he goes way. Fantastic. Um, but. The stuff with Andrade at the start of the year, we have the DDTs on the floor. Then we have sort of the the, the the endless United States Championship challenges, which he kept getting 
even though he kept losing, which was yep. baffling. Obviously, the stuff with Rollins, as you mentioned, and now he's on main event every week. That's where we find ourselves with Humberto Carrillo. Is he? I was um, wondering why. I hadn't. So the well, start that's where of, he should be. Yeah, the start of the year with the wrestling was was good. Um, it's yep. petered out into nothing as we're sat here in December now. All right. Nah, just about bearable. You can't put him in all right. Just about bearable. He's Same injured but- toward the bin for me, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just he has good matches, though, did he? But, yeah, yeah. He does have good matches. Everybody has good matches. And then we'll move on. Nia Jax. I'll just, yeah. Alive. What's your problem with Nia Jax? Leave her alone, will you? It's not very good. You bully. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so now we'll move on to Alexa Bliss. And we've mentioned all this stuff earlier on with uh, Nikki Cross and the tag team. And then the sort of dissension that happened there. And then the eventual sort of like becoming the fiends. What's the word you want to use, Alan? Because I was doing a video recently and I couldn't think of the word to use. What, what's the relationship between Alexa Bliss and the fiend? Because the fiend sort of controls. I just say her. partner because it's a bit more open. Are they? No, maybe that ma'am mentor. No, I don't know. I don't know. But they're, they're partners, master, aren't they? Master. Ma- the fiend's her master. Yeah, I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, like that, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, where, are you, where are you thinking for Alexa Bliss? Uh, top head, a lovely, lovely, lovely. What? She, she's, no, she's not had like amazing matches or anything this year. But as I mentioned earlier, her strength is in her character work, and she's nailed it once again. So, Bruce is very, very versatile. She can she do the, the silly bollocks in the Firefly Funhouse. She can do the deranged stuff when she's alongside the Fiend. And then she can always do the sassy stuff when she was normal, sort of bog standard Alexa Bliss. We all knew that for many years. But yeah, she's she's always interested. I think that's she a compliment is. to her, yeah. Jeff Hardy. It's just Jeff Hardy now, isn't he? Just jumps off stuff maybe once every six months. He's, yeah. I, I really like Jeff. I really like Jeff. Um, he's, I, just where he's... I like the... One of the the best things that the best thing about Jeff was it was just his style of offense and the crazy stuff that he did. And obviously he's getting older, uh, and it's not his fault. But he's slowing down as you would when you're uh, Jeff Hardy's age. Out of, the, out of all the old lads who are still doing it today, I think Jeff Hardy's one of the least like noticeably slowing down. I still think do you, he looks. Do you as, think? Yeah, I think I his still, matches are a lot slower. Do you reckon? I still think yeah. he looks pretty, pretty fluid in there, considering what he's done. Oh, he's still good. Like he's still, yeah, he can still go and everything. He's he's not Goldberg, but he's thankfully. Um, I think he's just all right this year. I, oh no, but that the bloody triple threat match with with, with Sammy and the handcuffs, yeah, it was amazing. So yeah. give him props for that. But is it enough props for lovely, lovely, lovely? I don't think it is. Yeah, you look what else he's done this year. He returned in March after a big injury and. King Corbin was his initial sort of returning feud. Then it's a death stuff. sentence, isn't it? Yeah. And then, they always do it with, like, debuting people or returning people. Like, Riddle, his first feud, King Corbin. Why? What, yeah. what, what What? good is that? Have they not learned by it's, now? Yeah. It's it's the welcoming package of a main roster superstar to feud with King Corbin or Dolph Ziggler, and that's what everybody wants. Um, but, yeah, we had that stuff, and then we had the stuff with Sheamus that we mentioned before with the pittle being thrown in his face, and then the stuff with Elias, which makes no sense, so... It's been. It's either all right or it's bearable. It's one of the two. I don't think it's I Jeff think Hardy's it's, fault. I think it's all right just for the ladder match. Yeah, that was one hell of a Because it was really, really. It's one of my favourite matches this year. Lacey Evans started off the year at the Royal Rumble challenging for the SmackDown Women's title against Bailey, which she didn't win. She mm-hmm. was in the five way at WrestleMania where she was a babyface, and then yeah. she turned heel at him because of karaoke. Oh, yeah. She didn't win the karaoke, so she went from being a good guy to a bad guy. She's got a lot of potential, is the thing. She's pretty she's a decent fantastic in the ring. Heel. I tell you what, if yeah, you follow her is. on Twitter, she's absolutely hilarious. Is she? She, did this, she did this thing where she took her daughter 
I don't know if she knew someone inside the residential home, but she took the daughter to an old people's home and she was stood there at the window and she was like getting her leg out of her skirt and like put oh, on the windowsill. So like, You'll never, you haven't seen a leg like that for a long time. <laughs> She's like rubbing it in these old men's faces. I thought like yeah. that sort of stuff's fantastic. So she could be a fantastic heel. She's got the character and she's very yeah. unique in what she does. Yeah, but she is. This year, it's been crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as yeah, I, I'm trying to think of anything really sort of notable that you, you've you've run down the, the the big moments, and none of them are especially big, are they? None of them have been entertaining, I would argue. So just about bearable at this point. But I, yeah. I, I think she's probably she's going to be around for a while, and she will go on to do great things. Yeah, uh, bearable. Sorry, I've just lost my bearings there for a second. Uh, Jinder Mahal. Not been here, has he? One Wait. appearance on Raw, and that's all down to injury. It looked like he was going to be a babyface because he was speaking about the redemption of Jinder Mahal. He was going to do mm. things the right way. He still sort of wrestled like a heel, but it's one match on Raw, so where the hell do we put Jinder? He's on the Raw roster officially, so we'll have to include him. He's done nothing. Just, I mean, how would you rate that one segment that he was in? Just about bearable. So there you go. It was, yeah. If you're basing it on that. When's he due to be back? I've got, got no idea. Because he was out for ages. I think he was out for over a year, wasn't it? Then he came yeah, back and had the match and he needed more Shredded. surgery on his he's knees. He's looking amazing. I, I see yeah. his Instagram pictures all the time and he's, he's looking he's looking great. And I I would genuinely be up, maybe not on pay-per-view, but I would quite like to see Drew versus Jinder. Yeah, the story's there. Why yeah, not do it? Yeah. Could. No, you, could, a- you could get a pay-per-view match out of it. Maybe one and then get Heath in, be special guest ref. Oh, he's signed to Impact now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. So next up, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We have Jomo himself, Mr. John Morrison, who of course returned in January of this year to immediately start teaming with The Miz. They then feuded over the SmackDown tag team titles against The New Day. Uh, they would win the tag team titles at Super Showdown, another match I completely forgot that happened this year. I think John Morrison has a case to say, well, 
He could say he stole the show at WrestleMania. He was absolutely he fantastic in that triple threat match with yep. uh, Jimmy Uso and who was it, Kofi, uh, the triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles because The Miz, of course, had an ill... Well, I think he had COVID, didn't he? He had to pull out. Um, for me, it's a, it's a toss-up. Uh, WrestleMania is a toss-up between Seth and Kevin and that match. It was, it was so good. I, I feel like... Um, a triple threat ladder match that it, it wouldn't be topped by another triple threat ladder match, surely. And then the Sammy match came along, and it was just a, a little bit better. But that's taking nothing away from that match at WrestleMania, which is especially tough to do when you've got no crowd. When you're taking bumps like that, that's got to be sore. Um, yeah, he's he's been great, hasn't he? He really has. And I, I was never a John Morrison fan. I remember back in the day when he was doing the parkour stuff I thought oh okay finally might be made a little bit interesting maybe even a, a future main event run and The Miz ended up being the guy that did it great character work there and John Morrison feels like now he's got the character nailed he was he was never a bad character guy especially when he was uh, teaming but it feels like he's better than ever now and it looks like they're having a lot of fun doing it I'm enjoying it that was the big thing when he returned this year because I remember John Morrison being obviously he does amazing things in the ring he's a he's the, the record breaking five star wrestling world champion 757 days he was the world champion and the, the best promotion that's ever lived but it was always the promos and the character that he was sort of lacking on but he's come back this year and obviously we know he's an actor with what was that fi film he did the, the boat John Bone or some, I can't remember what it was some sort of action thriller he did he's an actor he does the acting in his spare time and the, the, the sort of ad-lib stuff he does with The Miz where they're going back and forth and it's just seamless. It's unbelievable stuff. So the yeah. in-ring, the out-ring stuff has caught up with the in-ring stuff this year. But I, I think the in-ring stuff, even though he's, he's, he's a lot older, I think he's got better in the ring. He's one of the few that I think is, is aged like a fine wine as Jomo. Mm. Still hits Starship Pain, though. Still don't like that as a finisher. Never hits them, nah. does he? Never hits them. Um, but uh, outside of that, obviously, we had the stuff with uh, alongside the Miz going after Braun Strowman's universal title. Mm -hmm. Then we had the heartbreaking stuff with Otis and Tucker and Hell in the Cell and all that stuff. And now he's in the mix with uh, the Miz once again, going after Drew McIntyre's world title with AJ Styles thrown in there as well for good measure. I think that's going to lead to Miz and Morrison having a feud next year. That's my prediction. They're sort of putting okay. in little, little bits here and there just to say that John Morrison maybe isn't happy being the Miz's understudy, if you want. So that'll be good. The promos especially will be good on that one. But John Morrison has had at least a lovely, lovely, lovely year for me. At yeah, the very least. I, I, I think he's had at best a lovely, lovely, lovely. Ooh. You, could, you couldn't put him any higher. You couldn't put Jomo in the best, could you? No. He, he's, but everything that he's done, and some of the booking has been a bit crap, like the Braun stuff especially, it's just, it didn't really do much for me. But he's played his role alongside the Miz to perfection. Whatever he's been thrown into, he's given it his all. I sound like a bloody teacher here on parents' evening, don't I? He's given he's it his not, own, He's it, not it, the it, brightest kid in the class, but he always tries his hardest. Exactly. Therefore, we're going to give him a <laughs> Good effort. Give him a sticker. Well done. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Keith Lee. Played the oh, smooth man. operator. Played the smooth operator in the main event film on Netflix. A fantastic natural role for him. Um, then we have... NXT, his time in NXT is far outweighed his uh, time on the main roster, I guess. We had the North American Championship win, which he took from Roddy Strong back in January. We had the fantastic interaction between himself and Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, where Brock Lesnar mm. was basically going like, ho, ho, hey, big boy, how you doing? Uh, he had the matches with Dominic Dijakovic. Remember that when he, That was his name, and he wasn't bloody T-Bar. We'll then we had there. the Great American Bash, which, despite the best attempts by somebody in the crowd to spoil it, 
uh, whether they wanted to or not. Um, he defeated Adam Cole to become both the North American moment. champion and NXT champion. The first person to hold them simultaneously, I think it was. Yep. Uh, then we had, obviously, the devastating loss to Karrion Cross, where he dropped the... He, well, he first of all gave away the North American title, of course. Then he lost the, the, the big one, which made him look After a like bit, a month, wasn't it? Yeah, made him look a bit silly, thinking, oh, I'll give I away that one and lose the other one. Um, then the main roster debut happened, where he rocked up with... Obviously, we didn't know the whole CFO thing within WWE saying like you've got to get rid of them those themes because we don't work with them anymore so that WWE handled that terribly because we don't know that as fans so he rocked up with a way worse theme the attire was terrible to be it's still not very good still bad I don't understand it me obviously I I understand that Vince McMahon has a penchant for big muscles Um, but I think Keith Lee being a bigger lad and still doing the stuff that he does I think that's the appeal the fact that he can do what he does being a bigger lad, just let him get the bloody torso out there. Let him get it out, man. Let the flab jiggle, for goodness sake. And it's not even that jiggly. It's, it's not, no, it's, it's, it's mostly muscle. muscle. It's, it is muscle, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to look like Keith Lee. Yeah, so would um, I. Yeah, I, I, it's been a weird year for him. And if, if he was still in NXT, he'd be, he'd be going straight in the best. But his main roster career, I think it's fair to say, has just been stunted, is perhaps to the be best fair, way of it's, putting a, it. It's, it's had highlights. We had, obviously, a clean victory over Randy Orton when Randy Orton mm. was on fire, by the way. Um, a payback, I think that was. Then we had the stuff with Braun Strowman where they were just throwing each other off the stage and just doing yeah. big, slappy meat things. He's had a few good matches on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously the, the stuff with Survivor Series as well, uh, where I think he got the he got the winning fall, didn't he, against Jey Uso to, to bring it home for Team Raw uh, with a fantastic... How he did that, where Jey jumped off the top rope and he flipped them round and then did a spirit bomb. It was absolutely fantastic. So I still think, even though the, the, the debut and the sort of the, the initial issues with his main roster stuff, it leaves a sour taste in the mouth. Maybe he did become just one of the guys once again like they do. They, they're bringing him feeling a bit special, give him yep. a big win against Randy Orton, but then they sort of bring him down and just make him feel like one of the pack straight away. I Fine. still think, all in all, it's got to be, it's near the top of lovely, lovely, lovely for I you. agree. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not suggesting that he's any lower than lovely, lovely. I just don't think he's quite there given his raw career. I don't think he's quite there in the best yet, but I'm sure next year he, he will be. Um, it, it's, it's just a weird one with Keith in that he's a guy that feels like a big deal, but should feel bigger. Yeah. Definitely. And he, and he felt massive in NXT and it looked like they had massive things for him. And he's just sort of like, sometimes he feels like, oh, this, this, is, this is huge. And then other times it's like, oh, it's, what, what are they doing that for? Hmm. But I guess that's WWE as a whole. Yeah. Lana, who started the year, obviously, with the stuff with Bobby Lashley, feuding with MVP, costing Bobby Lashley big matches. Then herself and Natalia sort of became a pair of TikToking women influencers, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, then Nia and the table started. Survivor Series happened where she was bullied mercilessly. WWE told the wrong story, in my opinion. The obvious thing to do was just surely have Lana prove to those two pair of dickheads, hey, I can do the wrestling. Here, watch me do the wrestling moves. But no, they had to stand on the stairs and cry and then become the sole survivor. And now we've got the stuff with Asuka. It... <laughs> I don't know what to say. The stuff with the documentary was good. Yep. But that's not... A part no. of the law on Monday Night <laughs> no, it's, Raw, is it? It's, it's um... not. I, she, she plays her role really well. I, I'm, I'm sort of just a, a bit drawn to Lana. I, I, I do... I do... What's, what's the word? Sympathise or empathise? I, I feel sympathy for her. And I actually think that however tedious and repetitive this Lana going through a table stuff, Lana getting bullied stuff uh, is, if they handle it the right way... 
they could make her a big baby face. So I'm willing to give it a bit more time because I think she's good at what she does. She's not the strongest in the ring by any means. But she tries. She's always looking to improve, though, and it's clear, clear to yeah. see, isn't it? She's got That's better it. and better. Every time she gets in the ring, she, there's a notable improvement. <sighs> I'll tell you what the big thing for this year is, because back when she was the ravishing Russian alongside Rusev, I thought her promos were fantastic. Yeah. She would be in there with The Rock, she would hold her own and promo, promo offs if you want against The Rock. But then at the start of this year, the promos, they were just erratic. She seemed to forget her lines a lot. She was saying the wrong thing. She called, she called herself a WWE superstar at the Royal Rumble when she was making her entrance, and stuff like that. And I don't know what the, I don't know if that was intentional, just to say, oh, she's there, she's, I don't know, too caught up in herself to, to do, do her job properly or something. But the, that sort of turn in the, the promos, it was weird. Yeah, it was, because she is, she is really, really good on the mic. I don't know, you never know what people are are going through and obviously like maybe the the writing was on the ball for Rusev and other things were playing on her mind I don't know it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that she was a bit crap with some of that stuff um yeah I I I don't want to say just about bearable but I no maybe that is it I think bearable's fine uh yeah yeah, it's just the they had maybe if they did the right thing at Survivor Series it would have been higher but that the that is, is that just me thinking that? Surely that was the right story to tell. Where she would have just got in the ring and done some good moves, and then Lana and uh, sorry Nia and Shane would have been like, "Oh God, we've been a bit wrong here." Yeah, but that would have made you get behind good... her. Even, that would have made you get behind it even more than her just standing there crying on the steps like a. Like She's a, sort a, of in the in the in the wrong few to be doing that. Like doing good moves on Nia is is. T- tough just because obviously she's like she's she's larger than most of the 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 women's wrestlers in wwe and lana isn't the star like can she do really really good moves i don't know um i i let's let's give it time let's give it time i, I genuinely think that it could turn into something good and i i'm not sure i believe all the speculation that this is just to go to rusev going to sorry miro going to aew i think they i, I think Lana could make the company money. I think I think she's really likable, isn't she? Yeah, I agree. Um, but moving on now to the new day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, he was out until October, yeah. until he came back, of course, from injury. Won the SmackDown Tag Team titles with Kofi. Uh, straight after that match, New Day was split. Big E was sent to SmackDown. Kofi and Xavier were sent to Raw. But as for Kofi, he held the tag team titles with Big E at the start of the year until they lost them with uh, to, to Miz and Morrison in the Super Showdown. Uh, then he took part in that triple threat match at WrestleMania with John Morrison and Jimmy Uso. Um, he knackered his back, of course, to Kofi Kingston, taking that finisher at the horror show at Extreme Rules remember that being the pay-per-view mm-hmm. name uh, where he took the, the I think it was a power bomb off the middle rope to the floor through a couple of tables and that injured him and then he returned as well at the same time as Woods to win the, the, Smack, uh, the Smackdown tag team titles which was then transitioned with the Street Profits tag team titles because they're just props with the same lineage apparently which just isn't true so there we have an injury ravaged sort of year for Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods who I'm shocked. I'm, am I shocked they're still doing the babyface shtick after so many years? It's at least four years of being pure babyfaces the entire way through. And they should weird. be. No, I, 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 people bring up New Day heel turn all the time, especially with Big E. People are, are for some oh, reason. Oh no, Big E to... should be. Big E yeah. should be a babyface. So least. should Kofi and Woods. They're so. They're so. I don't want to boo them. They've. They've. They've done so, so much for WWE. They're so good as, as heels though. 2015 New they're Day. Better still as ba- no, they. They were great as heels, but I still think they're better babyfaces. I love it. I just think they're so fun. They. They. Mm. They, they. They come on your, my, my screen and I smile. And you don't get that much of that in WWE anymore. And there are reasons to smile. No, I think it, yeah, it's been it's been a weird year for them. Um, if you're basing it on this year alone, it's probably just all right, isn't it for them? The Street Profits feud's probably the standout, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, Xavier yeah. was just away for so long. It's, di- it's a difficult one when, when they're, they're, they're grouped together. Like, Kofi's had a few standout moments and really decent matches. Can always be called upon to put on a, a great match, obviously. Um, but with Woods being included there, I don't think you can... They haven't done enough. They've not been around for... Yeah, the stuff with the Hurt Business is getting there on Monday Night Raw, but as you say, it's, it's just been an, an injury ravage, yes. Yeah, so it's a hard one to sort of put any higher than all right just because they haven't been there for most of the time. But then we're moving on to The Miz, who, of course, is Mr. Money in the Bank. He turned heel at the start of this year. Remember, he's a baby face this time mm-hmm. last year in his feud with Bray Wyatt, where the feeds oh were God, sort of yeah. infiltrating his house and terrorising his kids, but then The Miz turned up to TLC, still wearing his stupid attire, still doing his stupid pose in the ring. Completely missed the mark on that one. Turning him heel was the right thing to do because The Miz is not a good babyface, in my opinion. Being through the stuff with Remember Morrison... Remember the flair stuff? Yeah. <laughs> the Miz babyface is so bad. Yeah. So bad. He's just a thoroughly detestable wanker. Lovely bloke, I'm sure. <laughs> Lovely bloke. Uh, uh, but he's... Yeah. Um... Yeah, Miz and Morrison at uh, Super Showdown winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles getting through WrestleMania. Obviously, they retained them inside the Elimination Chamber where they didn't want to. Uh, Miz actually lost the Tag Team titles in the Triple Threat match. If you remember, they did the the three guys at WrestleMania, then the other three members of the teams in a, a, a Triple Threat match on, yeah, on a random... Was it on a random SmackDown? Where yeah, Big E won be. the titles for the New Day. Mm-hmm. Then we had the stuff with uh, Otis and Tucker where Tucker turned heel on uh, on Otis, of course, and how did Miz money... Uh, Handed Miz the money in the bank, yeah, of course, because they had the, the, what was it called, Law and Otis with uh, JBL in the the courtroom and whatnot. Now we've got the stuff on Monday Night Raw, and I think this year has been all right for the Miz. It's not hit the heights as it previously has, like 2018 when he was on flames. JMO's been the standout, even though I guess the Miz has achieved more and is now Mr. Money in the Bank and has got the world title match when he wants it. JMO's the standout. Yeah, For sure, I would put him a step below JMO. Where do we put JMO? Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah put, put him a tier below. Look at that. He's, he's just underneath him in the tier. How lovely. How, how wonderful this has worked out, Adam. But now we have Charlotte Flair. And she started the year by winning the, the Women's Royal Rumble, of course. Then she yeah. went and... Rhea Ripley was like, how? You can come and challenge me if you fancy, pal. She went and did that. And she won the NXT Women's title in what has got to be one of the most baffling booking calls of this year. And the, then the, she had a reign which only benefited her. You thought... Yeah. You fought Charlotte Flair winning the NXT title, an established superstar going down, well, going across to NXT, sorry, Triple H, to help the the new stars of tomorrow, but no, it it. only benefited her. And then she went and lost the match where she didn't even take the fall, I don't believe. I think Rhea Ripley took the fall when uh, Charlotte lost the NXT women's title to Io Shirai in your house. And now she's taking time away to get some surgeries done or something like that, but it was really infuriating watching Charlotte at the start of this year, being on everything. I, it's I not know her fault. You and I both agree that Charlotte is arguably well. I, I think she's the best women's wrestler in the world. I think you've said it before. I think maybe uh, Sasha's pushing her now in my yeah, mind, but she, for a long time fair. she was. She was. But this year has epitomised everything that people hate about Charlotte Flair. The way that she has been booked this year is obscene. It really, really harmed Rhea Ripley. That's the biggest tragedy. Um, the in, in the whole thing but this year for Charlotte Flair winning the Royal Rumble and then winning at Wrestlemania was one of the most baffling booking decisions in a long time in WWE and there are a lot of them it, it's just and I, I, I always try I, I, I always feel like I'm like uh, trying to not necessarily justify the booking of Charlotte but I I, 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 I 
people get so fed up with her and they're always slagging her off. And uh, you've got to remember how good she is in the ring and as a character. But this year, if she's just come across as like really selfish and that's not her fault i guess vince makes the final call yeah, and everything it's, it's but the it's, the tamper, they're not her. It, it really sucks and it's, it's harmed a lot of people so this year for charlotte flair can get in the bin as far as i'm concerned which is <laughs> it's so bad it's, 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 it's so weird because room. the matches they weren't bad they were good but it was the fact that it only benefited charlotte all the way through when you were yeah. thinking surely the right thing to do is to pass on her sort of star power to somebody especially new, if she's going didn't... away yeah <laughs> what the hell yeah oh, poor bad. Rhea poor yeah. Rhea yeah this year I, I, and that's that's no oh man Charlotte is so so good but this year for Charlotte just a disaster it's it's yeah. not on not on I'm it's outraged on. <laughs> cancel WWE <laughs> Network yeah I agree Charlotte's Charlotte's 2020 while it has included some good wrestling the booking just... It's, and it's not her fault. Maybe we should put a picture of Vince McMahon there. I can't yeah. do that now, but there you go. Um, MVP. Brilliant. I who love has, it. I love who it. Who has... I can't believe we're sat here speaking about him being one of the highlights of Monday Night Raw. Because yep. obviously he returned at the Royal Rumble, a, a return that was initially spoiled because of the... They were testing the Titan Trons. There was a big gaping window where oh, you could yeah. see it, if you remember that. Um, so he returned at the Royal Rumble. That was fine. He then had a match against Rey Mysterio on Monday Night Raw. And you're thinking, my God... Goldberg has lost a hell of a lot from his pomp. MVP has lost even more. The match was terrible. I think he took a 6-1-9 to the back. I was yep. thinking, God. It was it was a lovely story, obviously, because I think he came back just to show his son, like, look, I was a WWE superstar once upon a time. Look at me do the wrestling. So that's a lovely, wholesome reason to come back. But you're thinking he just doesn't belong in this wrestling ring. But somehow he's turned it around. And he is, he's one of the highlights of Monday Night Raw with the microphone in hand. He brought back the VIP lounge. We had the stuff with Apollo Crews, which obviously brought in the brand new... Uh, US title design where he was the the real US champion Apollo Crews had the old one then obviously they had that stuff the back and forth and then the stuff with Lashley and Lana and all of that stuff and just MVP's fantastic I yeah, love the I love the aesthetics and the, the sort of concept of the Hurt Business how they're just doing it for for pure monetary reasons because they're bastards they're all the, they, they want all the gold and all the money then they're going to politic their way with the powers that be on Monday Night Raw to get there I just love MVP here in December it, and it's weird to say how I think it was February maybe when that match happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like with, with, with MVP, uh, it's amazing how even in that feud with um, with Apollo, he managed to shine. Even though it, was, it wasn't a good feud, MVP came out of it somehow still looking great. And he's been brilliant. I, I don't want to see him wrestle all the time because no. like, obviously he's, he's slowed down. But... Those the, the 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 Rumble thing was nice, and we all thought that was it. And then the Rey Mysterio match happened, and it was Gash. But um, it was just ring rust, wasn't it? He, yeah, he's just yes, he's yeah. back on he's back on form for sure. Um, and he plays his role perfectly. He's so good, he's so good on the mic. One of the best talkers ever in WWE. He's that good, and he he elevates everybody who is associated with him just by being very very good at his job. Oh, he's lovely, lovely, lovely. And for me, he's the top end of lovely, lovely, lovely I'd as well. He's I, was been gonna, brilliant. I was going to maybe suggest him being in the best, but maybe that is a bit too far just because of the wrestling. The yeah, wrestling portion. Omos. Who? You cut out there. Riddick Moss was that? Omos. Omos? Amos. Omos? Amos, Amos and Andy. What? Jordan what? and Megbahin. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. His name, when written down, <laughs> 
I, I never really understand okay. what they say on Monday Night Raw. It's either a- a- Amos, Omos, Dol- Dolby Atmos. I don't know. Um, but there he is. He was. Um, he's had a weird 2020. He was a ninja. He's a big ninja. What a waste. Why would you? Uh, you've got this giant, this literal giant. And you think, right? Let's let's cover him up and make and put him in the comedy segment. That's a good way to debut him. It literally couldn't be anybody else alive today under that mask. But it's Big Jordan, and there he was as part of the. the he was called the Big Ninja. I think that was his official name. Yep, part of the was. gaggle of ninjas then of course he became uh, Shane McMahon's bodyguard doorman thing for uh, Raw Underground yeah. where he would stand there and go yeah you're cool Shane McMahon fist bump me bro third time's stuff. a charm they've done but, it with AJ it's great isn't it really uh, fun I, I love I love the relationship on the most that was the November 30th Raw game we had the little interaction where AJ Styles was going to get his head kicked in by Drew McIntyre but Omos Amos how we pronounce it he pulls the top rope down flips AJ Styles over the top Carries AJ Styles like a small baby on his shoulder. That's not how you carry a baby. Like a like a sack of spuds. I hope on you're his never a dad. <laughs> That's how I Walking carry my down Northumberland Street. <laughs> um, Moose. Uh, had to do that. Um, but yeah, he was carrying AJ Styles away. AJ Styles was like, "If Drew, if he wasn't here, I would hurt you." While he's on Omos's shoulder. Love the the, the relationship between them. Where AJ Styles didn't know that he could speak English. Yeah, for the first really month funny. of the partnership that's just it's funny stuff he's doing his straight man role in this entire thing well I mean it's not having yes. to do much he's coming out there and standing there but in the sort of backstage interactions we're getting there where he was laughing with Matt Riddle's tortoise that was named Skippy because no the bunny was named Skippy because mm. it reminds him of AJ Styles because Riddle thinks that AJ Styles is fluffy and can jump high and is cute just like his bunny yeah we'll get on to Riddle in a bit mm. um, but Omos as far as he like, obviously he's never going to be the best wrestler in the world. But as far as like him playing his role, taking all of 2020 into account, the ninja stuff was a waste of him. The raw underground stuff was obviously rubbish. But the stuff with AJ is so good that I would put him in lovely, lovely, lovely. Because yeah, he's no, would you not? That's you know that the first half he has weighing him down too much there for that. Surely, yeah, no, you're right. But that's such a shame because like. It's such a good partnership. It's such a good... And AJ's playing it to perfection as well. And he, like... Um, Jordan's getting experience from, like, the best in the business as well. And the, he's he's getting the experience of, like, the timing, the stuff that he needs to be really good at. He's never going to need to do bloody moonsaults and stuff, is he? But he's getting, like, the, the storyline stuff and the character work down really well. So that's all good there. You're right, the, the first half weighs him down, which is such a shame. And again, it's not his fault. Um, yeah, stick him in. Uh, all right, bottom uh, of all right. Such a sh- bottom, top of all right. Come on, it's he's really good. Well, going to put him above the likes of Andrade and Akira and Nikki and Drew Gulak and the Vite. Yeah, maybe yeah, we do. As, as far as playing his role, yeah. Hang on, we've got the Miz in the same tier as the people I've just mentioned. There, we've got New Day in the same tier as Akira Tozawa. <laughs> oh dear, maybe New Day up. I'll take Akira down. Yeah, okay. It's a bearable. I think that's just my, yeah, my, yeah, that's my, my bias for Akira Tozawa outweighing there. Yeah, because, yeah, we were saying it'd be an outage. Miz, Miz needs to go up, I think. Miz can't be on the same level as Jeff Hardy, New Day, who've been out injured, obviously, for a long time. Viking Raiders, Drew Gulak. Nah, Miz, 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 below Miz. Morrison, but yeah, still, yeah, 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 all right. In the, yeah. in the same tier, but below Morrison. Uh, Randall Keith, straight in the best. The best work... Yep. Since at least 2009, potentially the, the best work of his entire career. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could say the WrestleMania match went on too long and maybe weighed it down a bit. Yes, and you could say itself. 
Do you reckon? Because I thought the build-ups to the matches were absolutely fantastic. What Randy Orton was doing was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the matches themselves, the WrestleMania one went too long. The greatest match ever still confuses me why you would say that before the things actually happened. But then when you come away from it and you realise that was just a tribute to professional wrestling and what makes professional wrestling great, it had all the sort of tropes that we love, pardon me, about professional wrestling. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. It was a brilliant match as well. It certainly yeah. wasn't the greatest ever, but it was really fun to watch. Um, I, I, I was sort of basing this more on the Drew stuff, which I do think went on too long and perhaps should have ended with the with the ambulance match because I think that sort of wrapped the story up nicely. Maybe that went on a little bit too long, the, the Hell in a Cell stuff. Didn't really need to happen. But you're right, he is, he is doing... It's up there with the work of his career, isn't it? Especially the early stages of the heel run. He was he was thoroughly detestable. Yeah, he was um, doing the just stuff... Just evil, to, sadistic to, again. And sadistic Orton's the best Orton. Yeah, we had the stuff with Beth Phoenix before WrestleMania where he was mm-hmm. giving her RKOs. It's it's the best work since 2009, at least for me, when he was the proper psychotic, you know, kicking folk in the head and yeah. terrorising Triple H's house or whatever it was. Yeah, all um, good stuff. Yeah, he's, 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 he is the best. He is one of the best of all time when he can be asked. I've just gone and the wrong it, way around, haven't I? Triple H terrorised his house, not the way around. Mm. Um, but yeah, we have the stuff with Christian, the the other old men where he put the knife vision goggles on. I thought that was fantastic. Are you a fan of that? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, bit <laughs> silly. Bit silly. <laughs> Murdering but... old men in the dark with night vision goggles on. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, he's 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 been great this year. Uh, he is he is one of the best heels to ever step foot in a wrestling ring, and this year is um, is a great indicator of that. He's he's been brilliant. And he won the world title one match too late. It, it, it lost its its sort of oomph by the time he lost the world title. And obviously they didn't have big plans. I don't know why. They, maybe it was just to jack up his numbers. Jack I think up, it is. Uh, Drew are McIntyre's they gonna, numbers, yeah. Are they going to tie... Are Cena and Orton, do you think, going to tie? And then it'll be who will break Flair's record? That would be the logical thing to do, yeah. I, th- I think that's what they're doing. And I'm up for that. It's, it's it, you know, getting excited about a, an Orton Cena match in 2020 or 2021 by the time it happens is not something that I thought I'd be doing, but I'll be well up for that. Yeah, and obviously the stuff now with The Fiend, it's intriguing, if not a little bit weird, as we're sat here on the 2nd of December, 2020. Uh, who knows what might have happened over the, the next couple of weeks? Might be just talking bollocks now. But uh, Ricochet, Adam, oh, who... Man. In my research, I found out that on the February 3rd edition of Monday Night Raw, he defeated Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match to earn a WWE Championship match against oh, Brock Lesnar at Super Show. Yeah. Can you remember that? And the yeah, match well, itself was a load of bollocks because it was two minutes long and Ricochet did out. But Ricochet, once upon a time, was getting a push. He was. He's so easy to book, isn't he? As yes, well. he is. Like, as far as if you... WWE have a real problem with attracting younger viewers at the moment. Ricochet's your guy. Maybe mm. Riddle as well, but Ricochet is just... Smoke the weed, kids. Baffling. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, the, as far as like cool characters, you'd put those those two on there. They're, they're on-screen stuff. It's so easy. And I can't believe how they've managed to... To, to flub it again and again. I and for sure, he's not, the, he's not the best talker. If that's, that's what you're why. Say, they make him pa- talk. Pa- pair him with, yeah, pair him with someone. It's so, it's so easy. Give him yeah. the bloody Heyman or something. I don't know. Maybe not not, not with the rain stuff now. But give it give him MVP a mouthpiece. MVP would have been the one. Yeah, maybe he should have joined yeah. the Hurt Business. Maybe yeah. he should. Because yeah. he's he, once again, he's lost in the shuffle. As far as 2020 for Ricochet goes, it is just about bearable. It, maybe his, his year can get in the bin. No, because he's having great matches still. He, he is... He's making people look good, like his sells on various stuff. The lumbar check springs to mind. Like he yeah. does make me make people good. And if that's the role that they they want to have him perform in, they're foolish. But 
he's doing well, I guess. Yes, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because obviously we spoke about the the two fly crew earlier on with Cedric mm-hmm. Alexander, and he sort of had the feud against the Hurt business with Apollo and Ali involved as well. But it is it's it's dangerously close to the bin twenty twenty for Ricochet. Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird to see what because obviously maybe that's it. Maybe it's the fact that in WWE you have to speak to get anywhere, really, don't you? Don't you? Who who? We're looking at the tier here. Everyone at the top of the tier can't They're talkers. Yeah, yeah, they are. And that's that's the thing that sets them apart. And Ricochet just can't... And it's what they have him say more than what how he says it. Because I remember he was cutting this promo on Raw and he was using all these corny sort of like, oh, you're just chumps, whereas we have the oh, champ in this. Yeah. And it's just cringy, awful stuff that belongs in the, in the 80s and wouldn't have worked then anyway, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like maybe I'm going to be accused of being a hypocrite here because I said earlier that wrestling's not enough. But Ricochet is more than just a really, really good wrestler. He's got a, an incredibly unique... Uh, style of wrestling that sets him apart from everybody else so it's not just about the wrestling and he actually has quite a silent charisma about him when he's not talking um, you're drawn to watching him Uh, and yeah I I can't believe how much they've managed to mess him up yep I think he's on main event mostly these days he's doing little bits on Monday Night Raw but main event mostly then we move on to uh, Riddick Moss who I'm sure holds Mm. a a great lovely place in your heart because he started off this year as Mojo Rawley's offensive lineman before he turned on Mojo to pursue the 24-7 title. <laughs> you, I, man, because I know he's had good matches and some people like him. I literally Who? can't... Riddick really Moss. Boss? When? I, he's, he's, NXT did some all right stuff. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen people say he can, he can go, so I haven't watched many Riddick Mosses. Raw Underground, really. he proved he can be a menacing, tough bastard, to yeah. be fair to him, but he's done now. Well, I, I can't think of a more generic, boring wrestler, and I don't like that word "boring" because it's 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 simple. It's just uh, it's it's not really it's not especially descriptive. But he is boring, isn't he? He is mm. dull, and uh, it, uh, there's literally no character there. There's nothing. He 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 screams. He does tough moves. He's got muscles. Yeah. He's got a silly name. Riddick Moss. 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 Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss. <laughs> you shooting here, pal. What's your Moss. problem with Johnny? Moss from the IT crowd's more what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, Bin, gotta be. Yeah. What's he yeah. done? Why would you turn on Mojo, right? Mojo, exactly. with all the potential he has. Why would you turn on Mojo when you're obviously destined for tag team titles, maybe a, a, a US title reign, to go after the 24 7 title? What, why really was that a thing? Of... Um, no idea. Yeah. Nia Jax. Um, oh, you don't like Nia Jax, I don't think. I think you made it quite really. clear in this video already that you don't like her. Well, don't get me wrong; she's unique. She's like she's in the women's division for a reason, and she's placed prominently within the women's division for a reason. She's just not. She's not very good. <laughs> and that's the thing. Um, we keep hearing these reports of, and I, I saw her on Twitter recently going like. Um, Someone tweeted her about Little Jimmy, like, don't hurt Little Jimmy or something like that. I don't know what it was in reference to. And she was like, too, too late, I've already flattened him or something like that. I've already heard him. Uh, but no doubt the dirt sheets will report anyway. Like, she's, she's gloating about being sort of reckless. And there's obviously she is, evidence. She has been unsafe. She has. I, there's I, evidence I, of it. Like, Becky Lynch getting smashed in the face. With, I think Kyrie saying maybe there was something to do with, with her as well. And it's happened more than once. And it shouldn't be happening. She threw her hard into the ring steps, didn't she? I think she and was obviously, obviously, mistakes happen. Like, John, like Seth Rollins need John Cena in the face and caved his face in. It mm. happens. But it seems to happen with her 
more than most. And I don't like the way she gloats about it on Twitter. It, 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 it rusts me up the wrong way, that does. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it's not something to joke about because the whole point of wrestling is you protect your opponent. And she has, she, she is guilty of hurting people and it's been her fault in the past. And it's, yeah, just... Um, what, do, what do you like about her? What am I wrong about here, Ross? I find absolute... I like Nia Jackson 2018 when she was having that feud with Alexa Bliss where Alexa Bliss was being a bastard and Nia Jax was being like many of us and she was like just fighting back and showing this yeah. arsehole what, was, what, was, what, was, what she was good for, which was absolutely nout. But mm-hmm. here in the year 2020, after the year she's had, the, the highlights I've found this year was she returned the night after WrestleMania and defeated Deonna Perrazzo in a squash match. Once yeah. again, I forgot that happened. Uh, we had a feud with Asuka where she challenged for the Raw Women's title which ended in a double count-out. I think that forgot was a backlash. That. Uh, yeah. She got a rematch the next night, but then she pushed a, ref- a referee over, and she got disqualified. Uh, disqu- disqualified. <laughs> she got disqualified and then suspended, and then she came back from the suspe- suspension to feud with Banks and Bailey for a little bit, and then her and Shayna won the titles from Banks and Bailey, and that's where we find ourselves today. They're bullying Lana, and in terms of what she does in the ring, it's not appealing. In terms of what she does in the microphone, I think it's really basic. I think it's really stereotypical, sassy heel lady in WWE which we see everybody do um, there's not much of an upside to Nia Jax these days so I'm, I'm not right am I she's not good uh, she's, no. she's bad she's not very good um, we can put her in the bin go on then yeah, why not why not let's, let's pile on her let's pile Come on out. her like the, the rest comments of the... <laughs> uh, then we have hmm, Riddle who I thought you were Mandy there no, do you not watch WTF moments, Adam? I'm shocked and appalled to hear that. <laughs> um, we have M. Riddle, who had his first name taken away, but still has the M on all of his clothing. So I've been saying, what could that M possibly stand for? It can't be Matt. Who would have a first name and just have it taken away for no reason whatsoever? So I've been putting it out there in the universe. It's a great acclaim, by the way. It's taken off like wildfire, this Adam, that he's been stealing from the Danone adverts on the television for the yogurts. I haven't seen them. M. Danone. <laughs> Riddle. That's what it's for. That's what the M stands for. But Riddle's that's not... where your mind went. That's where it goes, Adam. To I be just in mi- your head for a day, Ross. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. It's very... Danone are a very successful <laughs> yogurt co- company. They do all yeah. kinds of yogurts. All the flavors. All your favorite flavors. I'm sure that cherry, Danone does. Cherry ones. Yeah. Nice. Uh, actual actual Danone ones. Yeah, yeah I think so. Whoa, yeah, they wow. are. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. There you uh, go. Black, black you take... cherry. Check Stay- them out. He steals from the best as Riddle, but uh, he started off this year with a Royal Rumble appearance that ended after 41 seconds. When oh, he yeah, got Corbin limit, got it. Yeah, he got eliminated oh, by yeah. everyone's favourite big baldy bastard, Baron Corbin. <laughs> then he went back to NXT, and I completely forgot this happened, and it was great stuff, and I can't believe I forgot this happened. But then again, the amount of stuff I've forgotten that happened this year, I can't believe it. The partnership gotcha. with the partnership with uh, Pete Dunne. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Dusty, was that this the, year? Yeah. The Dusty Classic this year, they, which, of course, mm-hmm. they won. Then COVID properly happened. Lockdown yeah. happened. Pete Dunne was stuck in England. Thatcher took his place. Thatcher was the one who sort of lost them the tag team titles, which they won off Fish and O'Reilly. Then we had the fight pit match with Kurt Angle as the referee. Mm. That was fantastic. Was really that, was his, that was his swan song in NXT. Angle then looked like he was going to be his manager because he announced that, hey, Matt Riddle's coming to SmackDown. But then Kurt Angle got released. Um, and then we had the stuff with Corbin at the start. We had the the debut against AJ, the match against AJ, which was it was good. Uh, the name change, Survivor Series, the the out of the ring stuff. I don't know if we need to take that into account, do we, Adam? It's uh, I don't know. It's I, been I, it's, a topsy it's, a topsy turvy year for Matt it certainly for, has. Mm, Riddle. <laughs> mm, Riddle. Uh, 
Yeah, it has. Yeah, topsy turvy is a good way to describe it. I, I think it's just been, I, like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm weirdly enjoying because I know what they're doing on Raw now. He's just playing the every single like role from a, a movie in the year 2001. The stoner that just rambles yeah. absolute bollocks, and we find him funny because he does that. And but he, without yeah, referencing the, the marriage yeah. of Warner. <laughs> and I think he's obviously. I was about to say that's quite a natural role for him. Of course it is, but he is doing it well. Yeah, well, that's him. That's it. He's, I know it is him. Yeah, he is, he's playing an exaggerated version of himself for sure, and some of the, the, the biggest WWE superstars ever have found great success doing that. And I think Riddle probably will, but it's not been a great 2020 for him. The, the Corbin NXT, stuff. NXT, I, I NXT was good. Yeah, so and it, that Thatcher match I loved. Yeah, the fight pit match. Really I wish they would do that again. It was such a good aesthetic, a good concept. Mm, beautiful. Um, but yeah, the, the stuff on SmackDown and now, I guess the stuff on Raw has started to pick up again as he's getting a proper character. Because when he was on SmackDown, he was just man without flip-flops. Oh, remember the story of why he doesn't wear flip-flops? Oh, heart, heartwarming stuff. It was uh What was really it? He got, frost, he got frostbitten. <laughs> so he decided not to wear shoes. <laughs> and that apparently that was Vince's idea and he thought it was genius. He's not right in the head. He's not right in the head. <laughs> he's not, is he? <laughs> If I got frostbitten, I would wear shoes all the piss in time. I don't know about yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, this is a weird one because the NXT stuff was good. The SmackDown run wasn't good. But the Raw stuff, I guess it's kind of picking up. I don't really care mm. for the nicknames at Survivor Series. I thought that was a bit lame. Yeah. Fireface, because I couldn't pick Fire Crotch because somebody else has ginger pubes. That's fun. Yeah, that's crap. Uh, <laughs> stick it in all right, then. Stick I'll it in all right. right. Bit more right. Stick it in. Uh, R-Truth, got to be top two tiers. He's or not the best, is he? Or is, it, or is it too repetitive, Adam? That's the he question. Is. I, I think that's it. He's, he's, he's really good and he's having fun. I, you know, his best work right now is, has been on a Raw Talk where he's just making people corpse all the time. He's so funny and so very clearly liked backstage. And he, he, he'll always say one thing every segment that makes me laugh. He's really good, but it is the same old thing again and again. And it, it, really, this is more of a comment on how poor the 24-7 division has been, of which he is the focal point, that I, I would bring him down. I think he's still lovely, 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 because he is a laugh, he is, isn't well. he? He always does this, like, he always, you can tell, he's, wait, he just, he makes it entertaining when there's nothing really there to make it entertaining, yeah. if that makes any sense whatsoever. It's, it is just cinematic. The 24-7 had so much... I'm going to sneeze here in a second. Elephant, oh. elephant, 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 Look elephant, at the elephant, lights. elephant. Look at the lights, that elephant, helps. Elephant, 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 and it's gone. And the 24-7 title had so much potential. Yeah. You're thinking the hardcore title, the 24-7, like the 24-7 title rules stuff from the Digital hardcore age. division. Get the app on your, your phone, notification goes off. It's a good way of doing it. They, they've done little bits. I think it was on ESPN or something like that. It changed hands. And it's good for getting them a little bit of mainstream publicity and all that sort of stuff. But they don't need, do nearly enough of it. And obviously, it's more difficult in COVID times. I, I totally get that. But it's been it's been that way since the start of the 24-7 title. That it, it, It's been this massive, wasted opportunity. Um, and it's, yeah, very, very silly. But he has been funny i'm fed up of roll-ups i don't want to see any more roll-ups yeah. but just rena- rename the title the roll-up title why the right. hell not but then we're going on to dana brooke and my abiding memory of dana brooke here in the year 2020 was money in the bank where she was booked to be the single biggest idiot in the history of professional wrestling we had the stuff where 
She tried to get the briefcase inside the office and the stuff with Stephen McMahon, who clearly wasn't in the same room, going, hey, Dana, that's the wrong one, you silly oh, yeah, goose. On the, she filmed it on like a mobile phone. It was like a selfie yeah, thing. Like, she was awful. in a different part of the country completely. Yeah. Um, and then we had the bit where there was the, the wet floor sign and everybody else ran through, but poor old Dana, she slipped and fell because ha-ha, <laughs> this, that, and the other. Um, oh, Vince. She was supposed to be involved in WrestleMania. Apparently, once again, I can't remember this, but then she got, uh, I think it was because of COVID, she had to pull out as well. She did some good karaoke in part of that, this, that karaoke thing where De- uh, Lacey Evans, sorry, turned heel. She was good at that. I think she did the honky top Best, man, best of a bad bunch, I would say, yeah, maybe. Um, and then she teamed with Mandy because they're both blonde and have muscles, and that's enough for a tag team in WWE's eyes. But Dana Brooke, it's um, bearable. Yeah, I think she is just about bearable. And I remember sort of uh, bigging her up a little bit last year because I thought I thought she, she's got potential. And I, I thought when they were doing that stuff with Batista, was it? When they, they were sort of flirting online. I thought, oh, you know what? This, this could turn into something. I don't expect Dave to rock up on TV or anything. But she was showing a bit of personality for the first time ever, pretty much. And now, again, she's not really showing much personality. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. And she is just about bearable. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just... The, the, I don't. How she's been there like six years now. Has it been that long? NXT and main roster yeah, six years, yeah. something like that. But, uh, Shelton Benjamin participated in the Royal Rumble, got eliminated by Brock Lesnar, who he taught to do the wrestling a long time ago or something like that. He's the quiet one in the hurt business. Um, yeah. He's just he's another. That, that promo that he did with the the Brock stuff is really good. Yeah, really good. Oh, yeah, like, well, he can talk. I just wish he would talk a bit more. I know they've got MVP who is the mouthpiece, but he shouldn't be the quiet one because Shelton can talk, uh, and he's so good in the ring. He's he's never he, he he doesn't he doesn't miss a miss a beat, does he? He's uh he's he's just he's still as good as he was pretty much. Um, and uh, he's a lot. He's I tell you what, looking at because I was watching some 2004 Raw. Shelton Benjamin's put on the beef over the years in oh, yeah, a mu- yeah. muscle way, not getting fat obviously. Um, but he's massive compared to what he used to be. Yeah. Um, but a couple of stats about Shelton's year. He's a three-time 24-7 champion as part of the Hurt Business. Don't remember and, any of them. And on the... <laughs> me neither. And on August the 10th, he won his first match on Monday Night Raw in 14 years. I remember that, yeah. Good Against Apollo Crews. Um, but, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's bearable or all right for me, because... Oh, he's more than bearable. Come on, he has good matches still. I mean, in terms of what he's done this year, that's how we're doing this to you. Yeah, Hurt Business. I mean, he's the quiet one, isn't he? He just stands there. He is the quiet one. But he's still good. Like, he, he's, he's the work rate one, I guess. Him and Cedric. Yeah, I guess. Um, I'll, go, I'll go with that. I like Shelton Benjamin. I've always been a yeah, Shelton Benjamin guy. Uh, so he's in there all right. Then we're going on to Rebecca Lynch, who mm. defeated Asuka at the Royal Rumble. Then we had the stuff with Shayna Baszler. Then she gifted the title, well, sort of gifted the title to Asuka. Um, I don't know where we go here, but she's officially part of the Royal roster. Yeah, um... It's a weird one because I'll probably get flack for saying this as well, but I don't miss Becky Lynch. I'm enjoying the time off from Becky Lynch in the same way that I'm enjoying the time off from Charlotte Flair, just because they were the the focal points of the the, the division for so long. It was really all about those two, and then Sasha and Bailey here and there as well. Um, I think it's I think it's it's really I think it's really highlighted how shallow the division is as a whole. The The fact fact that it's just now Bailey and Sasha doing the good stuff. And ask ask us sorry. Yeah, Asuka. Who is the Raw Women's Champion now? Asuka. Asuka. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's it. But who's she feuding with at the minute? It's like she's she's Lana's pal going against Nia and Shayna. Yeah. No, it's, you're it's, right. But that, 
Where, I get, where what, you mean, I get what you mean, though, because like we were moaning about the way Becky Lynch was being booked in 2019 with her. Didn't you know that she's Seth Rollins' girlfriend? Ha, ha, ha. Every single minute of every single show. Um, but in terms of 2020, enjoyed the feud with Asuka because it was long-term yep. storytelling. Becky Lynch getting her own back on Asuka, uh, who beat her at the previous year's Royal Rumble. I liked the, the segment where she passed off the Royal Women's title. I liked... Well, I didn't like the result at WrestleMania, obviously, because I thought Shayna winning was the right thing to do. But I enjoyed the build-up to the matchup. So I think Becky, it's a hard one because she's obviously been missing since the spring. But when, what she did up to the spring was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I don't know if it, it just because it's not as good as her work in previous years. I don't think you can put her in the best, even though no. she is. No, no, she is fantastic. But I'd, I'd put her in lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, it's weird when you're talking about the 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 women's roster and the lack of depth because it was such an easy fix, wasn't it? I just, just to go back to, to Rhea and Charlotte, they could have avoided that problem entirely by having Rhea win. Mm. It was that, it was that saying, and then you would, you'd have somebody else, a, a legit competitor in there. But yeah, there's a, yeah, it's weird. It, and it, 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 I don't know. It, the, the, the women's tag team titles have been used as a, as a prop for so long and often a prop in singles feud as, as, as well over the past year. I think um, we, yeah, just there is a of, we just need to get rid of the women's tag team titles. I agree. Now. There's not yeah, the depth just, for it, is there? They've got uh, enough of a problem with the singles world title, women's. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose. What a fantastic year Mandy Rose has had. We had the, the stuff with Otis at the start of the year, the unlikely sort of blossoming relationship that was sort of hampered by Sonny Deville, which I guess highlighted how great Sonny was more than it did Mandy. But Mandy played her role in that to perfection, I thought. It really got. Cause, up until that, I did not give a hoot about Mandy Rose as a WWE superstar. Just didn't care. Obviously, you understood why she was there. She's got the look. She does some good knees in the ring and this, that, and the other. But that character development, good on her because I thought it was good stuff. Yeah, her and Otis were a highlight of this year. Yeah. Especially at WrestleMania. What a genuinely a really, really touching moment. Um, and then she's, the, uh, she's did, great. Did, did you see that segment where they were poolside and then they got mm-hmm. in the pool and started proper necking on? Yeah. Hot. I've got that. I've got. I'd say there's a gif on my computer for some reason. I was looking through my for documents. Some reason. Looking through my documents the other day, and it's just a gif I've made of Mandy and Otis necking on. <laughs> Steady on. That's gone all over the table. You messy yes. man. <laughs> um, so imagine doing saying? that with hand sanitizer. Sting it. Loser leaves WWE match against Sonya. I think that was at SummerSlam. Obviously, unfortunate circumstances surround, yeah, surrounding that. Um, that Sonya's great. The yeah, stuff Sonya's Sonya, brilliant. Yeah, but we hit to speak what Mandy. Just Sonya's great, isn't she? And yeah, then um, for some reason they split up Otis and Mandy as on as an on screen thing. They sent Mandy to Raw and Otis to SmackDown. Still don't understand that. For Mandy to tag with bloody Dana. To Dana, yeah, and Weird. not really refer- not really reference the fact that they're still in a relationship, which you can still do, by the way, even if you are on separate brands. It, it doesn't. You don't become strangers to one each other to one another completely um but mandy the start of the year was great it's petered out into nothing she's injured now i think because of nia Jax. that was another one because she threw out the ring too hard or something on raw a couple of weeks ago um all right because the second half of the year weighs it down yeah you can't it's not it's yeah it's just I'll the go second top half of all right i'll go top yeah of all right, that's though. good because the, the beginning half of the year was really really fun wasn't it it yeah. was just it was just nice tv when we needed it as well. Retribution. Speaking yeah. of nice TV. Uh, ben, ben for me. Yeah. Which is a shame because you're putting Mustafa Ali. Dominic's it going in the bin there. Mia Yim's all right. Uh, and I couldn't give a toss about Shane Thorne, but whatever. Uh, it's, 
It, it's oh, I've so, seen Thor me. Yeah, he's crazy, all right. He's all right. Crazy man. Uh, yeah, what, what do you say about Retribution? That has already been said. It's it's be they're just ineffective and bad. The one good thing I liked is how they sort of made the hacker make sense. Yes, I like the fact that they sort of because it was obvious they just started doing that and then somebody went backstage. It's not worth it. Let's just forget about it. But then people were saying things online. Maybe maybe that was influencing them for the first time mm-hmm. ever. And they thought, hey, let's make something of this. And Ali being the leader of Retribution, that sort of made sense, I guess. If we're looking at a good thing for Retribution, but it, it, that's down to Mustafa Ali. The fact that Mustafa Ali is quite often having to tie these storylines together on his own Twitter account and not even getting the WWE retweet off it yeah. is is crazy. Why is that stuff not playing out more often on TV? Uh, it's it's just a shame that oh, I mean the the masks are silly. The names they are kept silly. Losing the names are silly. The way it's... they debuted, I liked. I liked how they tried to do it as if it was real, but the way they executed it, like they always do with the, the camera angles they used. I don't know if this is just me nitpicking too much, but that sort of took me right out the moment, thinking this can't be real. Obviously, it's not real, Ross. It's wrestling, but you know what I'm trying to say here. You, well, you want to suspend your disbelief. You want to. That's what I mean. Yeah, it. but the, the, the camera angles they were used and just the repetitive nature of yep. how they would turn up and just sort of lock a man in the box who was having a poo. That was the length of their devastation. The, the Molotov it's... cocktail was great, wasn't it? That was a really cool visual. And then the it what? was just, whew, when they firebombed the. Oh yeah. The thing. <laughs> really good. Really good. Yeah. But, but apart um, from that. It's naff. It's just, it's yeah. naff. And it's I a think... show I really feel for Mustafa. I hope it doesn't hurt him too much in the long term. Yeah. Just let the guy be a baby face and cut those promos he was doing by himself off his own back. Nice and... snow, yeah. Yeah. Right. Terrible. Um, Titus O'Neil, he was officially a member of the Raw roster. He became a meme at WrestleMania doing... Oh, uh, yeah. What had you... Was it the Firefly Funhouse? He presented a set, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and then he couldn't couldn't believe his eyes. What did yeah. I just witness? Whatever he said. Um, um, and he looked devastated he at... He looked devastated in a couple of Raw Underground matches where he rocked up shirtless, wearing some slacks and just throwing men about. He looked mm. great. And then he had a random match against Bobby Lashley where he tried to join the Hurt Business not too long ago. And that is Titus O'Neil's 2020. Oh, yeah. um, and he does lots of great work outside the wrestling ring. I think that's why he's there. Primarily nice bloke, lovely guy, yeah. good for PR. Seems seems wonderful. Uh, but as far as his 2020 goes, it, I, I, it's, not, it's not getting the bin, is it? Yeah, bearable, it's too, it's it? too nice. Yeah, it's but. too nice to go. Yeah, he, he, he was a meme. And that's, that's the goal for all of us in life is to become a meme. And then we have Tucker. <laughs> Go on. And Take I, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here which you might disagree with. I think if a crowd was there for the heel turn at Hell in a Cell, I think Tucker would be more prominent on Raw than he is today. I think not having a crowd there and WWE piping in the reaction they wanted to, that has been hampering Tucker. Because I think if the crowd was there with the organic reaction, because I don't know if this is just me putting my preference and love for Otis above what the general consensus is. I think Otis is really popular. And I yeah. think the heel turn on Tucker's part would have caused a riot inside that arena. Maybe not a riot. Would have caused a lot of boos inside that arena. Four or five sh- months ago it would have done. But they, they messed Otis up so badly that I Do don't think it would... Yeah, I, I, I agree that there would have been, there would have been boos. Um, but I, I think the timing was a little bit wrong on that. We all sort of knew that they were breaking up. The, 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 the split happened at that point. The brand split, the, not the brand split, the, the superstar shakeup. The draft. Uh, no, I think they were still on SmackDown. They I were think on SmackDown. Okay, at the time right. Hell in a Cell. I think they were. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, he's he's always just played second fiddle, hasn't he? He was great in the Elimination Chamber match. He really stood out there. But apart from that, he's just they they don't know what to do with him because Otis is so unique, so funny, gets all the screen time, and Tucky's just sort of there. 
And I think he's a good wrestler. He comes in the he ring. Is. Elimination Chamber, he was doing things that he shouldn't be doing. The mad bastard. Um, he, he's And I like I like the... I did like the... He was a bit weird at times, and the way he spoke to Otis, I thought, took it. Like, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to explain, but I just thought he was weird, the way he came <laughs> Wait, across. No, what do you mean? Um, I don't know, just the way that he would speak to Otis. Like, oh, his mannerisms, and it's like... It, oh, it's, a, it's a hard thing... Go back and watch it. Okay. I can't. I can't put it into words. I'm not eloquent enough. But it was it's, just sort of his mannerisms and the way he would, the the cadence of his voice was weird to me. If that's a weird I thing d- to say, um, he just came across as weird. But I, I did I like. I did like the sort of the of mice and men sort of like Lenny and sort of whatever the other character's name was. That sort of relationship Otis and Tucker had, where Tucker was more of his carer than a tag team partner. I did like that sort of relationship. Yeah, it was quite good. Um, uh, but um, that sort of it did get lost, I guess. But, um, As a singles he, guy, he is screwed. Well, we, we already know he's screwed because he's not being used. But like, if you look at Tucker, and I feel horrible saying this, but there's nothing about him, is there? No, not when they put him in horrible gear. I don't know what that was. Because you look at the heel turn, the crux of the heel turn. It's like Riddick Moss and, oh, and uh, Mojo, sorry. He split up from a really potentially successful tag team who was getting a lot of tag team time, potentially tag team reigns in the future. And he's buggered all that off for a 24-7 title career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Don't understand it. He, no, the, the the stuff at the beginning, the interaction that he can, had with Otis, he's not been split up for that long. It's just about bearable for Tucker, isn't it? It is. He's not old. quite the bin, but I I feel like next year he might be going in the bin. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, why they don't help him out? Who who's sitting backstage is not looking at Tucker in those horrible pants, going, "That looks awful." The same man that put a vest on Keith Lee. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's it explained. It's just, why don't they help them along? Just help them all along. That's what we say about the... Sorry to take it back to the Attitude Era, but everyone had a storyline. Yep. Everyone was getting sort of helped along, weren't they? But now people are just disregarded, and it's terrible. And finally, we've come to the end, Adam. I've mm-hmm. left the commentators off this year, which I didn't do last year, but this is long enough as it is. Uh, Mickey James, who was officially a part of the Royal Roster. <laughs> Finishing with Mickey James. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a way to go out. What do you want to know what she's she done did? this year? Yeah, remind me. Over a year out, and she returned in August, and she lost a match to Natalia, And then she challenged Asuka for the Raw Women's title, harking yeah, back to the first NXT TakeOver Toronto back in 2016, I think that was. And that's just about I've that. heard enough. Stick her in. Just about bearable because I don't want to put her in the bin because I really like Mickey James. Yeah. So there we have it. There we Lovely. have the Matia ranking for Monday Night Raw roster 2020 based on what they've done this year. We'll obviously do NXT, we'll do SmackDown, we'll do AEW, and then we'll just look at how many people have, you know, the best amount of people in the best, I guess. The most amount of people in yeah, the best. Yeah, he's got the strongest roster. That's an interesting I haven't, comparison. I haven't, woke, I haven't woken up today yet. But uh, okay. in the best, as we like to always do, let's find out who has had the best 2020 on the Monday Night Raw roster here in December. We have Randy Orton. Is he better than AJ Styles in 2020? 2020, yeah. I've done this the wrong way around. Let me do this again, Adam. Uh, has Asuka had a better 2020 than AJ Styles? Yeah. Woof! Has Daddy Drew had a better 2020 than Asuka? Yeah, he's had the and best. has Randy Orton had a better 2020 than Drew McIntyre? That's the way I should have done it. Sorry. Oh uh, no, Drew's just because it's the first time that we've seen Drew do this stuff. It's, uh, Drew's had the strongest year. You just look at what he's done from the Rumble. That's to the not many in the best. That is not many in the best at well, all, is it? Let's just let's go there. Is there anyone who could go up from lovely, lovely, lovely? Then we'll end the video because it's gone on too long anyway. Could MVP move up? No. Alexa Bliss. No. Keith. Yes, but I don't think he should. No, me neither. Sheamus? No. Angel Garza? No. Shayna? No. Bobby? No. Fiend? 
Still fun to watch. No. No. Jomo. No. The Miz. No. R-Truth. No. And Becky. She's not going up, is she? So there we have it. There I think that's fair. It. I think that's fair. We'll still get slagged off. But of I course you will. You can't, there's no right answer to these tier list things, but apparently there is a wrong answer. <laughs> Even exactly. though it's just an opinion and like our souls, everybody has one. So get yours out and give us a subscribe. Come on, Adam, let's <laughs> bend over and shut up. Um, so that's it for this tier record Malarkin thing. As I say, I'll be back in the future with Sam Driver doing SmackDown. I'll be doing NXT with Tom Campbell and I'll be doing AEW with Jack the Jobber and we'll find out who has the most people in the best tier and therefore who has the strongest roster. Wow, what a great year 2020 has been. Any closing thoughts, Adam? <laughs> Yeah, what a crap year 2020's been, Ross. <laughs> I've been Gary YouTube, joined by another Gary YouTube. Gary YouTube merchandise, cultaholicshop.com. Get them there while they're still hot, which they always will be, because this is fantastic stuff. I'm rambling now. Let's end the video. Wave to the camera, Gary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 